back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. It's just Tom Thibodeau and James Dolan in a room with a Magic 8-Ball. Yeah, I don't think Dolan's in there. Dolan doesn't know a damn thing about Well, Dolan, Dolan owns the Magic 8-Ball. That's why he's in there. Yeah. He gets to hold it and shake. <laughs> got nine security guards making sure nobody steals his Magic 8-Ball or says anything bad about him. All right, everybody. Welcome out to the Logger Room. It is Wednesday. February 10th, 2021, Jersey Johnny coming at you with me as always are none other than Mr. Radio Pete, Mr. Harry Lugnut. Say hello, guys. Howdy. Hello, guys. I also want to say a happy birthday to my sister, Maria, who's uh happy birthday, Maria. Happy Slightly birthday, older Maria. than me today. Slightly, Slightly older than you. So nice. she's 24 now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> 27. Come on. 27. All right, all right, all right. It's a couple of years between friends. Uh, happy birthday, Maria. Um, how's everybody doing today? How you doing? What's going I don't on? know. I haven't had a chance to really think about it, but no. I think okay. They're pretty good. Right? Yeah. All right. okay. I don't know. I, How, the food was good, at least. Food was decent today. I, uh, I, mean, I mean, Sunday. Oh, on Sunday. Yeah, well, the food yeah. was good. The food was good. Yeah, I can't say the so, same about anything else, really, for Sunday. I but, thought it was yeah. absolutely just fabulous. It was a wonderful and the halftime show. Oh my god! Well, yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, hey, finally, I some, beat that. Somebody in the NFL knows how to wear face masks. They were they weren't wearing chin diapers. They were wearing face pampers. They were wearing jock straps. They were yeah. they were they were wearing muggies. That should be <laughs> that should be the uh, the standard mask. I think for I think it should jock strap. No, yeah, yeah. You know, it works. That's right. Well, apparently, it did. And that might be why they had to put them on, because maybe it was maybe part garment, part safety precaution. You know? Well, I think when the weekend well, they had to wait till halftime because the players had to take them off. When the weekend was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So you know the hierarchy of the uh, dancers. They were a little so damp. Long. They were a little they were, damp. Did you notice they didn't come out right away? No, yeah, no, they, they didn't. Yeah. When he was singing, "I can't feel my face," he wanted the dancers to really know what he meant. I this couldn't show. listen so, to him, but he's 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 like a bad Bruno Mars impersonator who looks like Zeke Elliott. Oh, please, please, Bruno Mars blows him away. That's what I mean. I said he's a bad Bruno he's Mars. A very, very, very bad Bruno Mars. Yeah, I don't think he got a lot of good press for that. No. But I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I was um, not impressed necessarily by his performance. It was okay. Uh, I don't know much about his music anyway. Uh, getting lost in the maze, I thought was fun, and the face diapers was interesting. But it was kind of nice to just sort of see, for the most part, a kind of straightforward musical performance. Was it? Yeah, more or less. I mean, there's always going to be dancers around and stuff, but I think it was just to kind of have somebody come out and perform their music, and okay, yay, halftime, yay. That's it. You know, it didn't really need to be anything. I don't know. Maybe there were statements being made. Your, your, your ideas are straightforward, and mine are very different. Well, you know, it wasn't straightforward. Uh, it wasn't two guitars and a bass and a drummer and a singer on stage, but it was just yeah. kind of a musical performance. I mean, the, the again, getting there was lost no other. The, there was no other. Uh, uh, no, there were no gimmicks. There was no featuring. No hologram. Nobody no, felt. Nobody lowered from the top. Right, of no the fireworks. Just the guy came out and he sang and he walked through a, a maze of lights. And he didn't bring out thirty other stars heads. with him to take the. Okay. You know, which might have been actually better. Actually, to be honest, right. it might have actually right. improved the days, performance. These days, I think that you know, for many of the modern acts. Counts as kind of normal. 
Well, maybe it also spoke to the amount of money that they wanted to spend on the halftime show, too. I well, mean, maybe. I think Black Flag singing Rise Above from a parking lot across the street would have been better. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you there. But I think, I'm just uh, saying it was kind of nice to see a quote-unquote more traditional think, performance. I understand what you're saying, but I think Green Day's performance on NFL Honors was better than uh, you know the, 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 the eight minutes they played. Green Day, now. those guys are so old. They're not too. Not, well, you know what though? I mean, I was not was, quite green anymore. They're no, 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 far they're, from green. They're mold, mold day. Do you have a dime to listen to me whine? I listen to my Clash records too often. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, that that pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting day. It was an interesting uh, Super Bowl. Uh, it was an interesting lot lot of, lot of interesting stuff about that Super Bowl. I mean, let's put it this way: it was the uh, uh, Nielsen ratings came out. It was the worst rated Super Bowl in the last fourteen years. So not okay. at the start. It can't be at the start though, right? I I, I, I guess they don't. I, I don't know it. how they, they just, did. The they just have a total number. Not sure the total number. Yeah, exactly. I, I would imagine rated. there were a lot of people watching at the beginning, probably, and then turned Maybe it off. Not about so many the at the quarter. end. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Watching a team just run the ball at the end of the game and just watching an offensive line just dominate another team that's supposedly going to be the next dynasty and watching a 43-year-old man win his seventh Super Bowl was absolutely delightful. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I was going to put uh, – not uh, going to, but thinking, toying with the idea of putting the Tampa Bay defense on our, our list, our top ten list this week. They played great. And so did their, so their offensive however, line. However, as great however. as they played, I couldn't take away the fact that no one on the Kansas City Chiefs could seem to catch the ball. No. <laughs> and Mahomes was an absolute, uh, to quote some of the uh, Tampa Bay receivers, magician and really didn't get a lot of help in a number of None ways from all. his team. None Don't want all. to take anything away from Tampa, Tampa it's Bay. It's a team they, sport. It's a team sport. This yeah. is what I hear all the time. They when, play when Brady wins, it's a team sport. It's a system. It's Belichick. No, 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 no. That's, I'm just so saying. When Mahomes loses, he's the most magical player on the planet. He did everybody well, else on that around, field that no one else could probably do. Let's be Tell realistic. The other let's be realistic. Tell me the other quarterback in the league that's going to throw a pass 30 yards on a dart Sideways while he's sideways, like hey, let's, he's let's, let's pull that up. Let's, for one second, let's pull that up here. There, look at that. I'm, I'm just saying he didn't get look much at that. Help. Look, look at that. Look I at don't that. think there's another view if you can't but, tell but, from but there. I don't think they would have won anyway, it, but he didn't get it much. It wasn't help. just look, this is a team that everybody was ready if they won to put in one of the best teams of all time. This is a team that won 16 games, so. You yeah. have to give Tampa Bay some credit. I do I give, I give, Tampa, Bay I give Tampa Bay. I give Tampa Bay defense. I give Tampa the Tampa Bay defense and Todd Bowles all the credit in the world I'm for that for if, that scheme if, they came and, up with. And Tampa yeah. Bay's offense came it. out Absolutely. and dominated and took uh, took over the game. And there but, were two old yeah. guys that that executed yeah, really fucking well to to give them the lead. But yeah. let me let, let let me let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this for one second. Um, you know, uh, you know how how well the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line played on Sunday night, right? Um, and how good and also how well the Tampa, the Tampa oh, Bay no, defensive line I'm not taking but, anything yeah. away from the Tampa right. Bay defensive line. Not at right. all. Please make no mistake. I'm not doing – that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is – and I've had this discussion with several people, and we've talked about it too. Um, the bottom line is Patrick Mahomes had almost – like literally just a couple shy, almost 500 yards – worth of scrambling 
on Sunday yeah. night. Not running. He's not he rushing. Did, he did running he did, around in the he back. He did the same thing that Aaron Rodgers has been doing, minus sure. this past season for the past four seasons. Every almost it was almost every single play. I'm not taking anything away from these guys, but in almost every single play, Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue and JPP were in the backfield chasing. Twenty six out of fifty four or fifty six or whatever it was. Yeah. Dropbacks, he was pressured. It's Look, the same thing when the Giants beat the Patriots. They pressure Brady. It's the same. You know. Well, that's how you beat Brady. You punch him in the mouth. How you obviously how you beat Mahomes too. Okay, I think I think it probably goes for a lot of quarterbacks. It's how you beat any team. Brady? Look, Brady didn't have two receivers you, drop you, passes. You block and tackle. You block and tackle better. You did, you know. Uh, one, one, one more time. Look at this picture here. This is a front view. Look, look I, at. I get it. Right? I get and, it. But look at the other end of this. Look at the other end of this. Ready? This is after it hit him in the face mask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying he didn't. And he's have, in the end zone. He didn't have a lot of help. <laughs> he didn't catch that ball. Tampa Bay did a great job. Balls and that wasn't the only up. ball that hit a face mask and fell off. No, either. no. <laughs> he, there were there were several of them. And, I mean, and we're, of course, we're we're used to watching NFL players get hit in the face mask and drop the ball. You, you, we we watch the Giants and the Jets. Are we really comparing the Giants and the Jets? No, but I'm just saying. Look, part part of this. Ha- I'll I'll be honest with you. I, I I'm Bruce Arians is a guy who fascinates me beyond no means. I think he is the antithesis of almost every other coach in, in the NFL. Okay. But, and, and last year I gave the, the Chiefs and Andy Reid and all of these people a lot of credit because I actually thought Reid and Biennemi and the entire team really was, they prepared better and they and they they outcoached the other team. Sure. I think this year, I think, and, and look, if you want to give Arians credit or not, I, I, you know, sometimes people want to give the head coach credit. Sometimes they want to give the, the, the Todd Bowles credit. I think the, that entire, all of the, of the, of those coaches and assistant coaches did a hell of a job with game planning. They out game planned and out executed Kansas city, especially in the first half. And then yes, some things happened that were fortuitous to Tampa Bay, but that's with every Super Bowl winner. There's always an element of luck and something going wrong for the other team that allows you to win. And then in the fourth quarter, Tampa Bay continued to execute really well. They didn't need Brady to throw the ball 50 times because they were running it down their throat. And that's old school football. And yes, that's Leonard Fournette and whoever uh, the backup uh, back is escaping me right now. But that offensive line for Tampa Bay, as much as the defense of Tampa Bay is to obviously be heralded for their performance, that offensive line of Tampa Bay, and you could see it at the end of the game, mm-hmm. they dominated Kansas City. They, they dominated they them. They did. And they kept the ball out of Mahomes' hand as much as they could. Nobody's, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. If you're starting a team right now and you don't take Patrick Mahomes, you're an idiot. But it's a team <laughs> sport. Right. Patrick Mahomes also has the most talent around him on, on an offense. and But – and that talent let him down. It talent. did. It did. It did. And the other so-called washed-up talent, the talent that was a nuisance, the talent that was a distraction, the talent that was no good, the talent that was a cancer. They one of them caught two touchdown passes, and the other one caught uh, the other touchdown pass. And uh, and let, let, Leonard Fournette, who was given up for, mm-hmm. had 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 a hell of a game again. Yeah. Though they executed really well, and it all comes down. I, I'll say this. Defense does win you championships. That, that's a cliche that says a lot. But that, that what, the reverse of that is that if you look at almost any Super Bowl, the team whose offensive line executes better than the other typically wins. 
and Tampa Bay won on the offensive line in that game. Yeah, of course yeah, it did. Well, right. because right. yeah, look, Kansas City had neither of their starting offensive ends. Well, they they had a tackle playing out of position. Here's my point, though, with all this. Yeah, their offensive line, line was a mismatch. Their, their offensive line was hurt in the beginning of the season. They 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 were down three starters from what from last year. That was the difference between this year's team and last year's team was the offensive line. They and one guy was playing out of position because they had one additional injury, but that other mishmashed offensive line won 16 games. But well, no, because they had their starting left tackle until yes, the end one the guy. Remember well, the, the most important position. position on the line, though. That that now yeah, t- okay. now, so, now so we'll throw, we'll throw away the accomplishments. Of, I mean, look, I'm not. No one it, is throwing away any. It can't go. Every, it can't go. Either no, way. I'm, all I'm saying is that Patrick Mahomes didn't have a lot of help. He didn't. He he had no. And he that, had that no help on the other end of the ball of the game. Neither he did. No help neither, did neither did Patrick Ewing. <laughs> this is very true, but uh, he had no he had no help on the other end of the ball, none at all, zero help on the other end of the ball. He had his and, coach, his head coach, calling and, timeouts right before the end of the first and, half, giving the Patriots time to sure. set their play. You know, I mean, it's just there, there were a number of mistakes, whether it be drops, whether it be plays called. There the were fact mistakes. That there was, Zero adjustment made by Kansas City. None whatsoever. I, I, they I, got I mean, out coach. No adjustments that happened. They got it was out ridiculous. Coach. They sure did. They, they sure did. And this is the, look, Andy. There's been a lot of love for Andy Reid over the last 24 months. Well, he's okay, a lovable guy. He's he's a, lovable. And he finally won. He finally got over the hump. But a lot of the things that that were, was the plague of Andy Reid and a criticism of Andy Reid in the past have come back. He he's you know. Tampa Bay came out and and played an excellent game. The Kansas City's super talented, super fast, best offense in the history of of the NFL have a bad day. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It's the same reason why why an undefeated Patriots team could lose to Eli Manning. It's the same reason why you know hey, a Buffalo hey, don't Bills take anything away from Eli Manning either. A, a Buffalo Bills <laughs> team that you know broke all sorts of record for scoring. Uh, you know could. Could, couldn't muster up enough to, to be you – know, there's there's instances like this where it happens. And, yeah, if they played 10 times, how many times would Tampa Bay beat them? I don't know. Tampa Bay lost by three earlier in the season, and they came back after getting off to the worst start they had all, all season long. So I don't know. I, I, no. I, I, I want to give Tampa Bay credit. I don't want it to diminish – what Tampa no, I, I want to give them credit too. I just, I don't. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, them being this incredible, amazing team, and I just think they peaked at the right of, time. Some of, some of their defensive prowess has to do with the fact that Kansas City couldn't hang on to the ball. They peaked at but, the right time. They sure did, and, and they could thank the Giants for getting rid of players who they should have held on to to add to their defense. You know, I mean. They, they peaked at the right time. They had a great balance of younger players and veteran players. But this is this is the formula for look. The last defensive team to dominate a Super Bowl, really dominated, were the Broncos against against the Panthers, right? Sure. And Cam Newton that year was unstoppable. There's no way the Broncos can stop this team. He had an, an aging, decrepit Peyton Manning against this dynamic young quarterback who everybody was saying was the best quarterback in the game, and it was the MVP, I believe, that year. Okay. Yeah, it was. The, the Broncos had had Von Miller in his prime, and they had 
a balance of veteran players and younger players who were, and they peaked at the right time. Well, that's and, what happened. And the, next year, the next year they weren't back right. because the they didn't hold for, on uh, to that formula. No, the other thing wrong. for Tampa Bay is, you know, and, and this I think is part of the brilliance of Brady. Just look at the guys that he brought in. Mm-hmm. He brought in Gronk. He brought in Leonard Fournette and he got a B there. Yeah. And, 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 were, let's, and let's, let's point this out. Those were the only guys that scored on Sunday night. I just want to point that right. out. The, the, right. The, they, all, the, the four of them right. were responsible for the scoring yeah. other than suck up. I know. They were, I they think, were responsible uh, for the scoring. Uh, what, was, what were Gronk's final uh, numbers? Uh, I know he well, had more than three catches. But yeah, I know he had more than three catches for 31 80, yards. But. 80, 60, something, 80, 60 or 80 yards, something right. like that. Um, he didn't. He didn't come close to 100, but it was 60 or 80 yards. Yeah, but he did it's, get the two touchdowns. I predict. You know, two it's the same reason why you bring in an Andre Iguodala. You know, he's not going to blow you away in the regular season, but he's going to show up in big playoff games. Yeah, that this is Brady. Brady's no idiot. Bruce Arians said it. He wasn't just a starting quarterback this year. He was an assistant coach. Yep. And yeah, he said he did give up some control. Yeah, and the the fact that he could bring Gronk. Let's face it, Gronk's really lovable, but Gronk was had no interest in playing, and and Gronk's if Gronk stayed healthy, he he could you know arguably, and he still is in the conversation for the best tight ends of all sure. time. But Gronk paced himself during the regular season and had three or four of the best routes I've ever seen him run in the Super Bowl. He was finally healthy for a Super Bowl, at least somewhat healthy, and Brady knew exactly how to exploit that. And the same thing with A.B. Look, Antonio Brown is, by all accounts, not the easiest person to accommodate. But somehow Brady convinced him not only to come to the Patriots, but then to follow him here to Tampa Bay, be patient, allow for him to be able to be accepted into the system. And then, geez, on the biggest stage, he had somebody to throw the ball to. Yeah, you really didn't hear a peep out of A.B. during the regular season, you know. Um, Gronkowski had six receptions for 67 yards and two TDs. Two and what was the what was the final point total uh, for the game? Forty. Yes. Final point and how many did the Knicks score in the first half of that game? Fifty-nine. 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 Yeah. It's incredible. I should have gone to Vegas. You should have. Yeah, did should Travis Kelce have more than 100 yards? What was it? Was he? Yes, he, he might did. have. He, he did. Yeah. did he? Ten, ten receptions for 133 yards. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just none of them got into the end zone. That was the only problem. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and he was, look, they, you know, they look. He was the only one that was he, catching the ball. That's why he had 100. He was the only one that was catching, and he was the only one that was open a lot of the time. Right. They made sure that Tyreek Hill. They, they, what, they, was, they, what, were, what were Hill's numbers? Uh, I think Hill had n- negative 20 yards, and I think he owes the NFL a touchdown. Look, yeah. here, here's, the, here's, here's, here's actual numbers from what Tampa Bay's defense did. They, Tyreek they, Hill had. They, t- Tyreek Hill had uh, Hold on. He had three receptions. Four, four catches, three receptions. Seven, seven receptions for 73 yards. Oh, he caught a couple. Yeah, he caught a, but he had but like. He'd be the leading receiver on the Giants any week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, that's not a horrible game. Yeah, he had yeah. a drop. Look, Tampa Bay only blitzed 10%, less than 10% of the time. So yeah. 90, per, 90 plus percent of the time, they were rushing four pack, four down linemen. Sure. That allowed them to flood. That's all, that's all they needed. That allowed them to flood. Look, but but Kansas City should have ran the ball. Yeah, they didn't. They they, they tried. Uh, Edwards Hilaire had uh, sixty four yards rushing. Yeah, and Mahomes had thirty three. 
Well, well, of course, 500, 533 if you count the scrambling. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. The 500 pre-pass yards and then <laughs> right. 33 rushing yards. Right. I, I yeah. can't I, – he's he, – yeah, never mind. Uh, look, Tampa Bay played I, an amazing I, game. They, yeah. played, they did. Quite, quite frankly, they played an amazing game uh, on defense. I, I mean, they, they did what they had to do on offense, and it got them 31 points. Imagine and and just a uh, mediocre Brady, offensive. Brady, well, it was Brady only threw for two hundred and one yards. Only, I mean, only well, how many touchdowns? Um, only uh, three. How, three how many interceptions? Zero interceptions. No, Our, was, horrible game. I didn't say it was. Did I say it was a horrible game? No, I said it wasn't. Do, do, Brady, do, do, Brady, do, do. Brady has the record for yards in a Super Bowl. Right, uh, with five hundred and fifteen. Right. So he threw for like a uh, like two fifths of that on exactly. Sunday and got thirty one points. My point is, if he had a five hundred and fifteen yard day, they would have had seventy five points. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but but that, I that, think I think if you ask Brady all these years, would he rather throw for two hundred yards and have a defense that performs like that? Sure, absolutely. He would say yes. Of course, of course. Who wouldn't? Who right. wouldn't? I would rather. Yeah. Who wouldn't rather win the game thirty one to nine, uh, and would rather win it like fifty five fifty three? You but know, he I had, mean, he had, not of this caliber defenses, but he had still good defenses in right, the, some in defenses the, in the number good. of years, right. you know. But so. but but when they when they got up big and they were able to run the ball, and so that's old school football. That's the right thing to do. Leonard Fournette at eighty nine yards. He didn't have to build up his yardage by dumping down, you know, to some guy that they found in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, some five foot seven white guy that just fills in, you know, when when they can't get him a receiver in New England. They were able to run the ball. And no, they were. Yeah, they were. But let's look at it, though. I mean, Edward Solaire had uh, rushed nine times for 64 yards. Fournette ran uh, 16 times for 89 yards. Uh, the, uh, long, the longest run for uh, Edward Solaire was 26 yards. The longest run for Fournette was 27 yards. So, I mean, they were. Uh, well, nine 20, yards 25, not... 25 yards. Fournette had 25 yards more than Edward Solaire. And nine, seven more nine carries is not exactly committing to the run. But nine, no. nine carries. That's, that's the problem. It's the amount when of you're carries. Down, well, when you're down 21 9 at the half, you don't have time to run the ball. Remember when Peyton Manning won his last Super Bowl? Oh, my God. They couldn't have done it without him. He was the best game manager. His 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 veteran leadership was what carried the Broncos. He he went 13 to 23 for 141 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception, and a rating of 56. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh it it's crazy. Uh, here's yeah, but what, they had, they had a spectacular defense. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're crazy. <laughs> I mean they they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they could have put I mean Brock Osweiler could have quarterbacked that well, team I, to well, yeah, the Super Bowl what were, what were, that day. What were maybe, numbers, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. What were, what were Dilfer's numbers for my my point you know, being my point being <laughs> no, my point my point being is that there is something beyond the numbers of being a quarterback in the NFL. It, what you don't do is as important as what you do. Sure. If you know, absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. Two, two, you know, four touchdowns and two picks that lead to 21 point or 14 points for the other team. Joe Flacco was a, a good game manager. Yes. On a good defensive team. And he, he came up same thing with Eli, same thing with a lot of these quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls because it's team sport. Mm-hmm. So I'm not diminishing what Manning did. The offense did the right thing, and the defense did the right thing. I actually don't think the Broncos would have won without Manning on the Super Bowl without Manning on that team because there were the intangibles that he brought to it. My point being is that Brady brought those same things and leadership and, by the way, 
threw three touchdowns, no interceptions, and yeah, it was only 200 yards. If it was 1977, you know, it'd be the, the we'd be talking about him like he, oh, sure. he's the next coming of a well, Roger Spavak. That was a record back then, wasn't it? Right. I mean, come on. So look, well, you got to give it up. You got you got to give it up. And and yes, talk- Tampa Bay will. I mean, Kansas City will probably be back again next year. Let's uh, let's talk we'll about see. that a little bit. Well. All right, well, Kansas, City, Kansas City, yeah, they will probably be back next year. Will Will Tampa Bay be back next year? Tampa Bay's primed to be back. I I was trying is to look. Is it going into, to be a repeat? Well, it could be, but it's there. I think there's a slimmer margin for Tampa Bay to repeat than there is for for Kansas City. Kansas City's loaded. Tampa Bay's got some players who you know is Gronk got to come back for another year? I I don't know. I don't know what his contract situation is. He's Brady, a free agent. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. There's, they've got some other free agents there on the defensive side. They've got some guys who are on one year contracts. Right. It's it, 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 there's a lot more variables on Tampa Bay, and Tampa right. Bay has to perform the way they did down the stretch. Sure, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. But look, t- here's, t- here's, the, here's the thing: here's Tampa the thing. Bay beat New Orleans, Green Bay. And who am I, and Kansas City in 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 the playoffs and to win a Super Bowl? Well, they'd be Washington too. Don't forget and Washington. Washington. Yeah, well, yeah. and and Washington be, was playing good football today. Washington, a, a good defense and a backup quarterback who had a nice day. And they it was beat, a close game. They beat yeah. Drew Brees, who was basically a shell of himself. Sure. And they had a great win against Aaron Rodgers. So you know. This is a really nice play, nice playoff run, but I don't think it was one of the great playoff runs of all time. No, I think I, there, there's been there's been greater playoff runs than this. It was a good one, but there's, there's been greater playoff runs. But um, things I've heard, you know, like I was listening to a couple of uh, interviews with Bruce Arians and, and and a couple of them, and basically that's it's Brady's team, uh, you know, and what he what he says goes, and that's over Arians, that's over their GM, <laughs> you know. Well, there was what, that, what Brady that, wants, he gets. So Brady, Brady that, wanted AB, he got AB. Brady wanted yeah. Fournette, he got Fournette. Brady and, wanted Gronk, that, he got Gronk. That point in the game where Brady was yelling at the sideline, they I guess they had called a play and he was saying, No, 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 we're and yelling out what they were actually going to do. Right. So, you know, uh, it wasn't like he was audibling at the line. He was telling the coach right. before he went to the huddle, no, no, right. this is what we're gonna do. No, I'm sure so, he didn't I'm sure he doesn't I'm sure he doesn't game plan the defense with Todd Bowles, but No, no, but know. that's the uh, that's the juice that Arian admitted he gave him because it sure. was the right thing to do. Sure. And he already said, he said on the stand, he said on the dais when he was uh, uh, on the podium or whatever you want to call it, when he was getting his, uh, getting his MVP, uh, his, what is his fifth MVP now? Um, he was, uh, he said, he's, he said he's not coming back. He'll be back. So he'll be, he'll honor his, you know, he's going to play his second year in right. Tampa. So. Sure. But uh, will they, will they repeat? Will they, will they repeat? Will they get back to the Super Bowl? It's so hard do, to repeat. They... It's so hard to repeat now. Clearly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last, it's, it's the last so, quarterback that repeated was oh, who was it? Oh, um, Brady. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, if they yeah, and before that it was I think the Cowboys. No, before, they've got to, they've before got that keep... it was Elway. Oh, that's right, that's right. And they've the got Cowboys. to keep some of those defensive players around. An, but, an aging uh, quarterback on his last legs, right? <laughs> but you know, who are they? Who are they going to have to beat next year? Uh, probably Mahomes. Uh, or actually, probably John. No, I Allen mean, I mean to get know? back to the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean throughout the throughout the? Yeah, you know, it depends. You know, same, I mean, same teams they beat this year. I mean, the Saints. I mean, uh, Breeze I mean, is Breeze is retired. I mean, maybe that puts the Saints at a better position. I I actually don't think I think Drew Breeze is still Breeze. playing at a very high caliber. Um, it, it's going to be Green Bay again, and yeah. uh, there'll be some team that comes the Giants, up that surprises course, us. Right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, 
And um, well, now, now they're saying, uh, and by they, I mean the. I think the Cowboys will football. be a lot better next year. The Redskins will be, uh, the Washington they're, football team will be a lot better. People are saying that there could be uh, sixteen or eighteen quarterbacks on the move in this offseason. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's we're going to get, gonna get to that too. I got a lot to talk so, about with that. So yeah, so we don't know who's going to be where, other than where Matt Stafford going, and. But we I do know even, Patrick Mahomes is going to be in Kansas City. We do know Josh, that. Josh Allen is going to be in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is going to be in Green Bay. Tom Brady is going to be in Tampa Bay. You know? And, and you know, Daniel Jones is going Daniel to be in New Jones York. Daniel Jones is going to be yeah. in New York. <laughs> so, um, so, so there you know, go. Talking about I, I got some interesting. I got some interesting news for you on that one. We Russell get to Wilson we'll maybe being that. moved. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he doesn't have a contract right now. So I don't think Russell Wilson's going anywhere. Uh, yeah, well, he's uh, the reports are that he's beyond frustrated, and that, yeah. that word is in there beyond frustrated. So, yeah. uh, I don't know whether that's uh, anything that can be worked out or what. I mean, I'm sure it can he, be. You would imagine that Pete Carroll will try, but he wants to play in a in a garbage fill. Come on over, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you. Come on, we'll take you. The one, Could you imagine, the, could, you imagine only, one second, but, could you imagine Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson? The quarterbacks for the two New York football teams. It could be fantastic. <laughs> Can I imagine it? Yeah. Uh, sure. And both of them play for the Knicks when the, when they're not <laughs> playing <laughs> football. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. We, well, we do have some some Knicks news. I don't know if it's good Knicks news. I think uh, it's good Knicks news, but well, we'll, I don't know if it's I'm indifferent. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. A couple other things on the Super Bowl, really quick. Um, there was a uh, there was a report. Um, Obviously, well, first of all, kudos to Tampa also, the first team to play and win in their home stadium. So. But, uh, yeah, there was there was a couple of uh, reports, obviously, the and, and we're not going to get into this because we've already debated what, what we all feel happened. But um, a couple of those calls in the second quarter specifically, uh, there was um, what's his name. Hold on. Uh, Terry it's Mc- the ref report. Yeah, the ref report. Yeah. Terry McCauley. Uh, he's a veteran NFL referee. He serves as the NBC's officiating advisor on Sunday Night Football. Uh, he tweeted immediately. He said, neither defensive hold call on Kansas City in the second quarter comes close to the standard we saw the entire season for that call and certainly not what we saw in the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game. It's all, it's all rigged. It's all rigged. I didn't say that. I'm just telling ball you. Was, ball was deflated. Said. The refs are on Brady's side. Well, I, listen, rigged. it's just another reason why Tampa Bay won. Yeah. Not because they were good, just because... You know, look, it's look, another, look, 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 those look. are the most obvious plays. <laughs> I saw 17 holding calls, literally, on Kansas City that could have been called because they were desperate and they were grabbing and dragging people to the ground when Mahomes was being chased around. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Sure. Kansas City got their ass fucking beat. Give the greatest football player of all time some credit and let's move on. Uh, on that note, there has been a there has been a, a question now out there. Okay, yeah, he's the greatest. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Then he became the greatest football player of all time. He's the greatest system. Is he the gra- <laughs> greatest system? Yeah, he just, whatever system he brings, it seems. Is to he? Win. Hold on, hold on. Now people are saying, is he the greatest athlete? Athlete of all, of all time. time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's no. so hard. you can't say. I, I mean, don't. Jesse, I don't is Jesse? So. I mean, where does where do people like Jesse Owens come into play? Right, where right, does right. Muhammad Ali or some of the greatest boxers of all time? Through I mean, we're always debating this with the top, with the big three. You can't even do yeah, that. I don't, I don't cross, think cross sports and everything. Where else. does Gretzky, Bobby Orr? Well, I mean, how, right, how do you put? How, or how do you put like Tom Brady? Let's say uh, against Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, 
Serena Williams. Right. I would uh, argue Serena Wayne Williams. Gretzky. Jesse Owens. Jim right. Thorpe. Jim you know, Thorpe. How do you put those people even in the same category? Yeah. It's stupid you, you, to argue. You can't. You can't. You can't. You realize you do have two two New York Giants in that statement right there. Yeah. Well, you know, trying to keep the show local. Lawrence Taylor and Jim Thorpe. So, you know. But uh, in any event, stick Carl Lewis in there too. Because here's the argument: and if, Joe you're Lewis, look, if you're looking at championships in team sports, then you have to look at somebody like a Yogi Berra or a Bill Russell, Absolutely. or uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy who played most of the for most of the Canadian championships. You have to look at you know. Then you look at guys that, that have won that are right behind me. Doug Flutie, right, right. <laughs> yeah, Doug Flutie. I mean. If you're, um, if you're basing it on height, then he's the most accomplished other absolutely. than, you know, other than, the, other than other than uh, Nadia Comaneci. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, and, Muggs, and Muggsy Bogues. And Muggsy Bogues, right. who is great on the parallel bar. Let's, uh, just, just, just on that, I mean. The, it's stupid to argue. The uh, Somebody mentioned the Chiefs O-line better be taking Mahomes out to dinner every night for, uh, for that. <laughs> but we actually do have, uh, we actually do have a, a picture of uh, um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, um, looking at his O line after the game, right there. Uh, so, uh, but uh, <laughs> now, in any event, what's with uh, the Major D outfit for the weekend? So he um, looked. He looked like he was like part, like trying to. He was like filtering and summoning like half Michael Jackson, half like Major D at Applebee's. It was well, maybe just Major exactly Jackson. What he was going for? Yeah, Michael D. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, there there was a couple of tweets that went out. Here we go. Uh, Tom Brady had tweeted to his father. He says, just want to say thanks to my dad for always believing in me. I wouldn't be here without him. Love you. And then his father tweeted back, Eli Manning, you're welcome, son. I love you, too. So, but uh, I thought that was uh, yeah, rather that was funny. I did not make that. That was out there. I put that. I pulled that up for you. But uh, I thought that was a little uh, humorous. And then this one. Just it's around like, the it's like it's like you know it's like share uh, uh, <laughs> thanking Jimmy Page, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Just, yeah, I actually like to see that. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, then there was this one too. Uh, these two guys—they're calling them heroes because without them, Tom would have ten rings. Yeah. So this is true. You know. So, but anyway, uh, bringing it to a screeching halt. Uh, it was an interesting game. Uh, it was a little on the boring side because you want to see a good game, right? I mean, yeah, Tampa, kudos to the defense, kudos to Brady, kudos to everybody. They won the game. Yes, they won the game. I'm not going to sit here and tell conspiracy and any of this crap, but they won the game. Kudos to them. But you want to see a good game, right? You want to see some, a competitive game. You know, maybe maybe the beginning to the middle of the fourth quarter, let it become, okay, it's obvious then this team is going to win. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a comeback, whatever. But you want to see good football. You don't want to see what we saw, you know, unless you are a Tom Brady or a, uh, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, you know, obviously as one sided that way. But just as a football fan and not having your own, you know, dog in the show, you you want to see a good football game. And, and really, it really wasn't. It, it really wasn't from the beginning of the game. Um, and, and, and the uh, and the halftime show didn't help either. But we talked about that already. But the food was good. But the food was good. And the commercials were uh, some of them were OK. Uh, some of them were. Yeah, they were. Um, I haven't seen most. Of them. I, I didn't uh, pay a whole lot of the attention. The Matthew McConaughey to. one with, with the Doritos was pretty funny, actually. That uh, was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like the. Uh, this is how good they are. I can't even remember what it was for. The uh, <laughs> no, it's for the car. 
with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Aquafina. And that was uh, on yeah. early, right? Wasn't that in like, one yeah. of the first? I missed that. Yeah, one. It yeah, was, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was the uh, yeah. uh, it was the um, uh, electric uh, was. Yeah, the was Evo. The, the Evo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evo. Uh, and, yeah. So yeah, the, but I didn't feel like the commercials were appointment TV. Usually they're. You know. I think I think a lot of the big names pulled out this year. I mean, I think well, there was reports that said Bud was not going to have any commercials, and they had two or three or even four in 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 the game. So Pepsi didn't. Pepsi didn't have any commercials. There was Doritos. There was a couple of car commercials. There was a couple of episodic commercials too with uh, Paramount Plus, the new streaming service. Yeah. Um. They had that was. Well, Pepsi could have lit the weekend's hair on fire. Be, being somebody who uh, half a Michael who, Jackson, who use it. Being somebody who uses plant-based products, I'd like to uh, apologize for the whole alternative milk world for that fucking Oatly commercial. It's oh, not, yeah. not going to help anybody. Right. We, have a commer- we have a commercial. We have a comment here. Got to pull this up right here. Um, Al Carl, goddamn stupid bullshit refs. How the hell did they miss that call? Um, that's a, uh, good John, that's uh, a good John impersonation. Uh, well, that's just what he's trying to do, actually. Yeah. Al- 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 There's not enough swearing in it, though. Al- is a, There's not, not enough, enough swearing emojis. Al is a, de- Al- Al- is a devout... Uh, a Patriots fan, so you know he's a uh, guy. He's kind of partial to Brady, and uh, um, folks, uh, and you too, actually. Remember the uh, story I told you about the Zamboni driver, uh, Zamboni, uh, uh, right, waving with my cousin. This is the man right here. This ah, okay, here, Al. That's the uh, good job, Al. Al Carl, right there. Al, nice job. A couple of more, um, uh, a couple more poop emojis words. and a few other, and four a couple words. of more other poop emojis, and you'd be right there, man. Right there with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, please Al. and please don't. <laughs> you don't want to condone this anyway. you know you don't want to do that it's in any event all right well that's that's the super bowl pretty your much dream, your dream show. of being an nfl ref is you're not helping your cause i'm not i'm not i'm not no, i couldn't are you could <laughs> could you imagine yeah oh my god john finally uh, becomes a ref and gets stonewalled by the very crew that he's been <laughs> trashing for years you're the guy with the poop emojis, right? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Tweeting during, texting during. Enjoy, enjoy being the Gatorade judge. That's there right. You go. Well, let's. Uh... Good, good use of blue Gatorade, though. There was a different color Gatorade this year. Yeah, yeah, blue Gatorade. You're right. You're right. That was a different color. It was nice. It was a nice, nice change up, and and it definitely was a contrast to the uniforms that were being worn on the field too, right? right. Um, no red Gatorade, yeah. no orange yeah. Gatorade, no yellow Gatorade. So, mm-hmm. uh, you had. To, that's probably why they did it too. Yes. <laughs> anyway. It was, it, was, um, it, was, it was part of the whole uh, yes, uh, costume wardrobe department. Absolutely, decision. no. Between them and the jock straps on the uh, faces of the halftime show, that was the, uh, hey. that was the whole... Uh, uh, they had know, two jobs. Re- recycle, repurpose, reuse. That they was had two the, jobs. Jock straps on the dancers' faces and blue Gatorade. And blue Gatorade. That's all they had to do. And they did extremely well. Absolutely. 100% success rate. Let's uh, let's talk about um, <clears throat> let's talk about some of the quarterbacks you were talking about before. Uh, like we said, Russell Wilson is beyond frustrated. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see him leaving Seattle. Uh, <laughs> do either of you? No, um, honestly. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah, the, I can the, see it. Uh, well, the reports out there are about you know the type of guy he is. He's definitely going to want a classy exit if he is going to leave. He's not going to be like a, it's like too be early like in Watson his career. And say I want the hell out of here. It's too early in his career. Mm-hmm. Plus, all right. Where is where is not Russell as late Wilson? As, you know. Where is well? I I sort of Seattle's one of those towns where if you're a player there, you're 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 gonna you have you're gonna be a hero no matter what, you know. So I you know I thought the same thing about Gary Payton, but Gary Payton late in his career left, you know. So where is Wilson? Where would Russell Wilson fit in 
where he would have an immediately better chance of winning a championship than he has with Seattle right now. Right now? Yes. Um, I mean, let, Seattle did win, what, 12 games this year. You think Indianapolis is better, definitively better than Seattle? No, no, okay. I said no, no, no. But but, they, but they're built to win right now. I think it's win. lateral. I think it's lateral. Could be a lateral move, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, don't forget, I mean, you could go to the Jets. Like I said, a team that <laughs> where he has a you can go to the Bears. Yeah. go to the Bears. Go, well, yeah, that's true. I, I don't. Bears. I don't think. I don't think there's anything. Have, I don't think that the. I, I think Russell Wilson on the Seahawks next year. Russell Wilson on the Bears. The Seahawks are a better team. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think the places where he could go that would be maybe a step, which would be lateral, but I could see him going there. But I don't think it's definitive. But it could be in a few years, or maybe Indianapolis. I think San Francisco. Well, I was going to say San Francisco would be the other. But I don't think San Francisco is an immediate has, yeah. be- better move. Not only to, that, but if Seattle's going to let him go, there's no way Seattle's trading him in their division. No, he could go to Dallas. That was the other team that I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. options. He does. But I don't think it, it again. I don't think it's definitively a better. I mean, unless he just wants out and he's well, me, he's willing to go. Well, to yeah, it. but but maybe he's not looking for. I mean. Now here's here's definitively a place better. If he's really upset, he's going. Well, where can I go that at least I'm going to have a shot? All right, at I, I, so I have an answer for you. Here, here's a team that I think is better with him on that team, better than all of the other examples we just gave. Got the it. Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins have a lot going for them right now, and uh, you know they they can get a lot uh, for and everything they have going. And for there's them. one other team that I, if he's patient, I could see him going to. Go ahead. The Patriots. Yeah. Well, there's there's some talk there, too. Not just with him, but other yeah. things. Um, let me ask you this really quick to, to wrap up the Russell Wilson conversation. Do you think his beyond frustration might just be his way to get a little bit more control, i.e. what Brady has done in Yeah, in he wants Tampa? to speak. He wants to speak up, and he, he wants, wants to – he doesn't want to be he forgotten. He wants voice heard. And, right. Yeah, yeah. He just signed a huge contract. Oh yeah, it was huge a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he t- t- tweeted it with a stupid tweet with him and his wife in bed. I mean, at some point, we have to get back to the reality that you make a decision, you sign with the team. At some point, you have to at least come close to honoring that, you know, that contract. Yeah, I don't understand what all these football players are doing. I mean, because look at what the, look at what the, turning into the, the NBA. Look at what the NBA does. I mean, right. they stay. They stay with their teams. They're, they're, you know, they're. Yeah, uh, the NBA doesn't. <laughs> That's cold sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. you know, he <laughs> could go to. He could. Um, he could join. The, he, he could, could go, go to Vegas too. <laughs> he could go to Brook the Brooklyn Nets. Russell Wilson on on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on the Raiders, Raiders makes them a much. But again, make, he makes everybody a much better team. He makes, he, he makes any team he goes to, but he it doesn't. doesn't matter where he but there's no team. That he except for maybe Kansas City. Well, and he's not going Brady. there. Yeah. And the uh, only other team if Rodgers is really to. the only other team if Rodgers is really serious. I mean, the one interesting trade, if you flip flop them, that would be interesting. Wilson and would Rogers. be Wilson and Rodgers. Sure. Flip them. That would be interesting. It would be. <laughs> very very much would be interesting. Um let's uh, let's back up. The uh Without getting into uh, the other stuff now, uh, or it'd be hard to without jumping into the Jets really quick. Uh, the Jets, no new news on the whole Watson trade front. 
Uh, I don't. There's a, no new news with him at all. At all, and it's been like quiet right now. But they're they're talking about Darnold, uh, and not so much uh, what they want to do as far as keeping him. But uh, if they were to what they want, right? What they you know if they were to what, whether it Watson happens or not, if they're going to take uh, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, that's the big thing. Two. There's a, there's a lot of chatter about Zach about Wilson going right. with the second pick. Absolutely. Starting to so, sound almost like a foregone conclusion that yeah. Bradford Darnold is gone. Bradford Darnold is gone. Now, now, where is he going is the question. The 49ers are actually, they're well, uh, they're very high on Watson, who wouldn't be, but they're actually high on Sam Darnold, the 49ers. Um, they, uh, they're, they're making calls and looking. Um, and as far as the 49ers go, uh, obviously they want to move Garoppolo. If that were the case, they'd want to move Garoppolo. And wouldn't it be interesting if he winds up back on the Pats? I think that ship has sailed. I, I think it has too. But the Patriots are actually, they might be looking into Marcus Mariota. Well, but the word was at the time that Belichick liked Garoppolo and it was Brady that wanted to get rid of him. So he didn't, yeah, Brady didn't. Maybe want Belichick there. welcomes him back. Maybe because I think that I think you'll see the Patriots draft a quarterback. In the first round this year, for the first time, I think they'll take somebody. Yeah, of course. they'll take they'll take court, and so maybe Garoppolo is there. See what happens. But I I think you're going to see the Bronc the Patriots not only draft a quarterback. I think you're going to see them go after a, vet, a veteran quarterback. Maybe Garoppolo is the fit. I think Belichick realizes that maybe he needs somebody a little different than Garoppolo with the way in which their offense or lack thereof is constructed right, right now. Well, that's why they're also there's there's chatter out there that they might be looking at Mariota too. The Patriots have the fifteenth pick, so I don't know how many of the uh, quarterbacks are going to be left at fifteen. But yeah, they, 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 trading they, up they, might. They, look they, see, the they seem they seem to be able to find some diamonds in the rough in the later rounds. Well, yeah, yeah, you know that's what? what I mean. They might not even look for a first. They should round wait till the what? They should wait till the sixth round to to get the yeah. quarterback. One hundred ninety nine or something right. like that. Whoever's there, just if it's a quarterback, take. Take them. That's right. Is there a quarterback from Michigan coming out this year? Playing ten strike twice. A backup play, from Michigan. Play, <laughs> playing ten Super Bowls and ninety percent of the world will hate him. Um, but in any event, uh, proof then, positive that the world hates a dynasty. Exactly. Even if it's a one player. One player. <laughs> and uh, uh, which we call it. Then there's also Carson Wentz uh, too. Uh, I don't think I don't think you see him on the Pats. No, no, but no, but no. I also think the 49ers are high on Wentz. Yeah, well, right now, I mean, the Bears are talking to the. Uh, to I think the, the 49ers are smoking some LSD or something. The Angel Bears, dust out there. The yeah. Bears are t- the Bears are talking to the Eagles. Uh, I mean, doesn't Wentz. that make all imagine, the sense in the world? I could mean, you the, imagine what Carson Wentz and his backup Nick Foles on the Bears? But I mean, <laughs> is there an organization? <laughs> a Super Bowl. There's right. no sounds like a perfect formula. There's exactly. no organization in the history of football that is so prolific in taking washed-up, middle-of-the-road quarterbacks and giving them second life. I mean, it's it's incredible. But yeah, I mean, of course I could see them on the Bears, and I can see them floundering. But by the, but by the same yeah. token, they're not very good at trading up and taking a quarterback with a no, 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 not, not at all. all. They suck no matter what uh-huh. they do. So The Bears – how many Super Bowls have the Bears won? One, right? One. They've been in two, one, one. And let's face it, they – it wasn't their quarterback play. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. they're like, yeah, we oh, might come as well on. take Wait, a you, you don't rate Jim McMahon in the top 10? No. <laughs> top 10 Chicago quarterback? Or Jay Cutler? Uh, top 10 nut jobs ever in the history of, <laughs> of, of, of sports. All right. Top All 10 right. Utes? Um, 
back to, back to the Jets. Back to the Jets. Um, uh, one thing on uh, some uh, free agents. Uh, the Jets are showing interest in Juju Smith-Schuster. That's yeah. fine. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think they're going to probably let – I think it's Perriman as a free agent. Rashad Perriman, yeah. I think they're probably going to let him go, which – that's okay with me. And they got Jameson Crowder and uh, Crowder and Mims, Mims, and, Mimsy. And, uh, hey Mimsy, whoever else. They need right. a running back. They need, yeah. Well, I think the longer the longer it goes on, the less convinced I become that the Jets are going to get uh, uh, going to get Wilson. Watson. 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 Look, if the Jets can, if the Jets can Watson get, or Wilson. I mean, either or, right? Yeah, yeah neither one of them is going there. <laughs> well, well, yeah. They, they, well, a lot of the mock drafts that I'm seeing right now still have the Jets taking Wilson. Now, whether or not that's to trade him to somebody else, I, I don't know. But it, I think I think it seems more likely than it ever has been that the Jets are seriously considering what they can get for Darnold, and if they can't get Watson, which they might not. Right. I, I think you'll see them draft Wilson. Uh, yeah, you could, you could, I and mean, then I, I and then and then if you can get a top-notch receiver or two, it doesn't hurt. It's not like they're if they pull themselves out of the if they're smart, talent. they pull themselves out of the Deshaun Watson. I mean, if they can get it, that's fine, but they're going to have to give up the farm to do that. But if they if they pull themselves out of that game, they trade Darnold and get back something that they need or draft picks or whatever. Draft Zach Wilson at two. They have another first round pick from Seattle that they fleeced when they when they sent. Yeah, they should get offensive there. linemen. They need a yeah, tight end. They need receivers. Right. So, <clears throat> Obviously, they need a running back. They need a running back. Yeah. yeah so they, 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 they can make it like holes. bandits. Yeah, whatever they can get, get it. It's, right. They one one area that the Nets are not or the Jets are not deficient in. It's, it, mm-hmm. Kicker. Um, kicker. Yeah. No. The Giants and Jets both have good kickers. Yep. And punters, uh, they get a lot of punters, they get a lot of practice. They get a lot solid of solid kicking foundation for both of those teams. <laughs> They're long uh, snappers. Are it's, look, world, you know that you know the hierarchy. Players. It's offensive line, kicking game, quarterback, quarterback, right. absolutely. And that's that, a, that's, 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 the rest. How that's you want the hierarchy you have to go by? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. You get your offensive line in shape, your kicking game, and then your quarterback. You know, Steelers could be interested in Darnold too. You know. Steelers, I think the Steelers. I think Big Ben's got another year there. Yeah, but how? You but know. they could get him as, and and then, you know, have him play. Yeah. Odds are, odds are, play no. the games that that Big Ben doesn't or can't, and right. then he's there beyond that. You know? Right. Yeah, but they're gonna have to make a decision about paying him a lot of money. Well, technically, they don't. They could wait till the end of two years, but right. at that sure, point. At that, at that point, know, well, if, they see if, at that point ben, Ben's going to be retired at that point. And right. He's if Ben play plays one year. more year, then you're going to have to pay Donald at the end of his fourth year and decide whether you're going to, you know, what you're going to give him. But well, you don't have to because you can they, they can they can tag him in the fifth year if they want, depending on what what he shows. You know right. I mean? Well, that's just it. Give him it's, the contract after the year that he plays after Ben retires. But if he plays really well, and that goes for anywhere, up, he can end up going somewhere else. This is true too. This is true too. You know, it's like you kind of want to lock him up after the fourth yeah. year if you think he's as a non-Jets fan, but somebody who wants them to make some moves. I think any of those scenarios, whether they get to Sean Watson, I think trading Sam Darnold at this point, whether or not statistically or whatever the case might be, I think is their best move because I think what it does is it gives them the opportunity to get the most talent that they possibly can to add on 
to what is what is going to be either a young quarterback or a veteran quarterback or a combination thereof that they're going to be grooming for their future. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, if, if you bring in Wilson and you bring in, let's say, like gen- a, if, a Ryan if it, Fitzpatrick to play that first half a season, kind of what the Dolphins did with Tua, yeah. right. you know, so you don't have to throw him right to the Wolves, and you've got all these draft picks and you're surrounding him with what you hope is going to be good talent. Well, if, you bring, if you bring in a Russell Wilson, then you don't probably don't pick a quarterback with the second pick. No, of course I mean, not. Yeah, I mean, but do you really think Russell Wilson is going to come to the Jets? No, no, not um, not Wilson. One of my the Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. No, the the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks. The college quarterbacks. Oh, oh Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Zach Sorry. Wilson. Sorry, wrong Wilson. Wrong yeah. Wilson. No, I think uh, I, 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 and that, be your guy. Then, then you bring in a veteran to right, cover him right. for six games or eight games or whatever it is. Right. You let him get some, you know, some time looking and learning. And a guy like uh, Fitzpatrick, he's, did he retire? I don't know. He's the kind of the perfect, kind of like um, he said, did he they have a, a couple of years ago, McCown. Sort of that, per- been around for 15 years, yeah. knows the game, a good teacher. You know, that's the kind of guy you want. And you put all those draft picks to good use, or at least some of them. That's what I'm saying. They, they got to hit on some of them. It's a quantity game. Of, you know, with, exactly. With, they have a lot of holes. You know, that's that's something they could do. Of course, still rather have Deshaun Watson, but mm-hmm. everybody a, would. Yeah, you know. but, but I just. But if you can get Juju Smith-Schuster, an offensive, you know, offensive lineman, or and a, a running back, or a defensive edge rusher in the draft, along with with Zach Wilson, I mean, that's a big improvement, to what right? The, yeah, cumulatively I mean, to what the Jets have right now, could end up having a very successful. And it could be the way that this new the new coaching regime wants to go, and that they want to make their they they want to make their statement in the draft, and make sure that they're they have who they want personnel wise. Right, right. We'll see. Fitzpatrick is an unrestricted free agent, by the way. I mean, he'll be playing. I mean, I think he's played on what seven teams. Uh, so, eight, eight or nine, actually. Has it been that many? Yeah. So yeah, what's one more? Not as much as uh, not as much as um, uh. uh McCown, like you said before. Yeah. Uh, I think he played, what is it, Josh like uh, 11 Josh or 12, half, half right? The league, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but again, but, that's uh, the kind of the perfect guy to come in and fill the slot for the you know those first number of games that you want. Sure. And so. he really wouldn't be adding another one. He'd just be, I'd just be repeating one that he was on before. Yeah, because he was already on the Jets. He was already on the right, Jets. Right, right. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, well, we'll see what happens. And he wasn't. he was pretty good when he was on the Jets. I mean, yeah. you know. They were a game away from he's, making the playoffs when he was on the He's pretty Jets. good on all the teams he plays with, especially in the beginning of the season. So, right. He's exactly. a perfect quarterback to go seven games and then bring in the relief, bring in the rookie reliever. Well, yep. you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's in, but, but he always goes, everybody says he always goes in the beginning of the season, he's fits magic, and at the end of the season, he's fits tragic. That's right. But, well, he gets tired. He's an old man. Exactly. Carrying that so, beard around. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Your head down. He can't see the receivers. Constantly, try, to, constantly try, trying to find his chin strap. Trying to get it there myself, but it's not going to happen. So, uh, In any event, um, Giants, um, here's news for you, Harry. I know you're going to love this. Uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus, you know, you've heard, right? Okay. They named Daniel Jones the Giants' most improved player in 2020. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to point that out to you. Yeah. Um, they and and here's the stats that they used. Um, he uh, his numbers he threw for 2,943 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions over 14 games. 
He boosted his completion percentage from 61.9. Remember that, 61.9, all the way up to 62.5. Okay, so six-tenths of a percentage. Go go back, go back, and and let everybody, again, hear the staggering numbers of the Giants' most improved player when it comes to touchdowns and interceptions. Let's just hear that again. 11 touchdowns, Mm -hmm. 10 interceptions. And how many balance? and how many, yards, the plus side, well, how many yards? How uh, many yards? He's fifty-seven yards shy of three thousand. Okay, so okay. under three thousand yards. But here's what here's what Pro Football Focus does. Though. Okay, let's 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 call let's call it as it is. Um, it's a they use the PFF grade. Okay, and that's a number that they design. Pure fucking fantasy. The sneaker, <laughs> the sneakers. The, it's a it's a. <laughs> It's a number that they design yeah, to isolate. Listen, yeah. to isolate the play of a quarterback from his supporting cast. So even though he improved from sixty-one point nine to sixty-two point five, he actually improved from sixty-five point nine to seventy-eight point four, according to PFF. So there you go. That sounds like uh, we can't afford to have any kids be left behind anymore so, so we need to fix translate, these grades <laughs> translation they made up their own stat that's like a marketing department for the new york giants <laughs> yeah probably but uh yeah here uh, just actual stats here we go in 2019 he played 13 games 14 he played 14 uh 2020 he played 14 games his quarterback rating his first year in 2019 was 87.7 this past year was 80.4 so he went very down. good 80 is that's a b okay right um his uh, he had four less completions in eleven less attempts, so his completion percentage is a little bit better, sixty-one point nine to sixty-two point five. Oh, and, and he he didn't have to throw the ball as much because right, exactly. he was throwing it better. I'm going to put and the spin on all of these. He threw eighty-four yards less. Um, his pass uh, passing yards per game went down. He was at two thirty-two. Now he's at two ten this past year. He was more efficient. Right. And his yards, <laughs> and his yards, his yards per attempt PR. were identical, six point six. Consistency, um, right? Exactly. Now, increased However, touchdowns to interceptions, eleven to ten, and touchdowns to interceptions. His first year in one less game, twenty-four to twelve. Okay, so and and he was sacked seven more times for. About the same amount of yards That's lost. Definitely improved. So he made the most out of the opportunity, <laughs> the less less number of opportunities that yeah, he had. So what it makes absolutely no sense because his numbers were pretty much better all around his first year than his second year. Yeah. And and Pro Football Focus has him improved. Pro Football Focus yeah. is... unless everybody else is that much worse. Well, I so, think that's what they're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Jones was better, but everyone else was worse. Exactly. And, uh, well, that David Jones wasn't better. Work. He was actually worse, but everybody else was more worse. So he's he's the best, right? But right. so, so by comparison, he was right. better. What's right. the one? What's the one rating that that everybody uses to analyze quarterbacks? The QBR. QBR. Okay. QBR. So, how many starting quarterbacks are there in the NFL? Thirty-two. Okay. So Daniel Jones is number twenty in QBR. Okay. Okay. Guess who is number one and number two? Uh, Deshaun Watson and Russell no, Wilson. No, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and Patrick. Guess Mahomes. who is number three? Tom Brady. Josh Allen. Josh but then, Allen. but then, here's where everything becomes weird. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was number four. Ryan Fitzpatrick was number five. Wow. Drew Brees, the guy who we just said was 
the shell of himself was number six. In Lamar Jackson. Game he was. L- Lamar Jackson was number seven. Russell yeah. Wilson was number eight. Tom Brady was number. Baker Mayfield was number. So I mean, it's a pretty good overall analysis. So when you look at it, yeah, Daniel Jones is he's he's right above a, per- a smidgen, two tenths of a percent above Mitchell Trubinsky. So he's better yeah. than Mitchell Trubisky. Better than so. Here's what we could say. There you go. Daniel Jones was better than Mitchell Trubisky this year. There you go. There well, you go. In a nutshell, there you have it. Yeah. There you have it. Um, well, I mean, he was, he was better than Tua by the, by this. He was better than Drew Locke. So he was, he was better, better by than he, he was, was better, better than, than rookie quarterbacks. Right. And he was yeah. better than Joe Burrow and Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, How about that, Bradford uh, Darnold? Guess who is number 33 on this list of 33? Sam Sam Darnold. Yes. Sam Darnold. He's His QBR was 40.1. 40.1 with Sam Sam Bradford Donald's. Uh, so if you could get he had a lot a, of a dra- though, though. I, yeah. That number's you, misleading. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> if you could get a, it's misleading because he had a lot. Le- a lot. You less could get a, if you a could get a Wi-Fi stuff. router and a third string, <laughs> third third round draft pick for him. I thought you. I thought you just meant a third string. I thought a third or a third <laughs> string. Yes. Right. Yeah. The other two. This reminds me of um, uh, when I play the Tecmo Bowl and I play with the okay. Jets, and after the first couple of games, you, you can't run. You just there's no sense in running because the computer will destroy you. So you look at the they rank at the end of the season, and uh, I'll be right up there. I'll be third or fourth or fifth in passing uh, and and pretty good in total offense. But then you look at run, and I'll be dead last. The Jets will be dead last with, like, 580 total yards. Sure. Sure. Um, so, you know, this is kind of um, kind of the way it goes. It's a, sure. a bit of a, a mirror. Um, not, it's not good. Let's uh, talk about the the uh, well, not just the Giants. Everybody, uh, salary cap uh, looks like it's going to be reduced. Um, it was uh, one hundred ninety eight point two million in twenty twenty. Uh, they're they're flirting with the idea it could be like twenty million less, like around uh, one hundred eighty million. Um, Who cares? That's that that right now that would give the Giants a one point five million dollar cap uh, space. That's it, just one point five million dollars. So uh, yeah. Um, they'd have to make some uh, interesting moves uh, to uh, be able to re-sign Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. Well, I mean, if there's anything that they should, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. But, Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, this is part of why when you see – this is also part of what made Brady's contributions to the Bucs so good, is that he convinced people to come back who were going to be major contributors to play for, let's face it, a little less money. And to join a winning team. Did you see what Mike Evans said after the game? No. He wants multiple rings, and he wants them to take some of his money if they need it to keep the team together. You, you, I mean, this this sounds familiar, right? I mean, you can say what you will about Tom Brady. This has been his formula, and and he leads by example. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm sure it's rubbed off on those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it it's especially in the NFL, the talent is so diluted. That you have to, you know, it's why Kansas City's so good. They have just a plethora of talent, and when you got when you have guys who are MVPs, who are being talked about as as the best overall player in the NFL, coming in and becoming backup running backs, right? 
Exactly. Then you know that that there's something there that yes, they're buying into it, but it's also contagious. Um, let's let's talk about that for one second. Just getting back to the Super Bowl, just for a couple minutes. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think anyone's going to say that about about Bell anymore. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> not so much. But um, but, but my but my at least point. the Jets got the but no no. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, you look at the and and those were you know semi late season moves, and you went, oh my god, now they got you know the guy that was was the offense for Pittsburgh, you know, right. yeah. and then they bring in Antonio Brown and sure, it's crazy. Um, uh, Super Bowl wise, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Four of them have never been to the Super Bowl, but twelve of them have never won a Super Bowl. There are seven teams, sorry, six teams that have won one. There are five teams that have won two. There are three teams that have won three. There are two teams, the Packers and the Giants, that have won four. There are two teams, the Cowboys and the 49ers, that have won five. There are two teams, the Patriots and the Steelers, Steelers. that have won six. And Tom Brady has won seven. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's yeah. the list that's sitting right here on this uh, stat sheet in, uh, that I have sitting here. Well, okay, but how many? Yeah, but he was. How many, he Super, Bowl, how many Super Bowl winning teams was Bill Belichick a part of? Um, was it only six? No, eight. No, eight. So he's what? Belichick won six. Well, he won six with the Pats and two with the Giants. So yeah. he was part of eight Super Bowl wins. He wasn't so part was... of another one before that. No, you're right. No, no. So, so yeah. So there you go. So Belichick technically has one more ring. I mean, yeah. It's just I, I, I understand, like that, I understand I what think. you're saying. I'm just kind of. A, I'm just reading. Yeah, the, the no, it's, it's, it's kind of a. Control. It's a nice use of numbers, but right, right, exactly. It's not. It's not apples to apples. <laughs> I just remember back in the day, Bart Starr being called the systems quarterback because of the coach <laughs> he played for. Uh, he was. He was. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> I just love seeing you get riled up. I'm just so it, look. I'm a New York guy. I'm, this is a guy who played for the New England Patriots. Yeah. He's now down in Tampa Bay, another place. But, that, you, know, you would feel differently if your team hadn't walloped them twice and you know, beaten them twice. No, I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. I think you would. I, I would I probably would. be even more animate about how good he was. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I made my mistake. I rooted for the Red Sox once, never again. <laughs> Ungrateful bastards. You rooted for the Red Sox when? When, when they when they came back and beat the Yankees and were in their first World Series after for for whatever and they, and they you know, I had you had to root for them come on oh so you rooted for him against uh, uh, the Cardinals that year yeah yeah I wasn't rooting for him against the Rockies <laughs> that didn't help it didn't help you it didn't help you oh yeah yeah all right well um, do we want to uh, I'm not going to play the music but do we want to recap beaten by the coin. Uh, no, let's just bury the coin. You won. Harry came in second. <laughs> I came in third. Although yeah. I picked it, I had a great week last week. You did. I you were the Super Bowl right. The touchdown thing. The the Knicks game. You, was you all were great. Little, little too little too late. And of yeah. course, I had no money on any of it. But well, yeah. and I didn't win anything in our uh, our our family box pool either. No. So. No. No. Who won your uh, yoga pants? Uh, just want, did John win your yoga pants? Uh, John was the overall winner, so yeah, he yeah. got yoga pants and a cup I, of coffee. I defer. I'll take the coffee, but I'll defer the pants to the coin. 
Well, the coffee is strained through the yoga pants. Okay. I will defer both to the coin. <laughs> That's yeah. Never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> yes, I was going to say it was strained through the yoga pants while you were wearing them. Well, <laughs> is there any other way to do it? There's, there's, no. uh, how no, I don't, don't want to know how you don't yeah. want to have a cold brood. That's for him. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never mind. We'll leave that alone. All right. So, uh, cup of strain. There you go. So, the big winner last week, Pete. Hazelnut Kudos coffee. To Pete. You got three out of four correct. So. Hazelnut yoga blend. <laughs> that could sell, actually. No, it can't. I can not see bags of that selling at Starbucks. Not if anybody knew. I'll be marketing them correctly. Well, no, I mean, nice, nice big cup with yes. a bag of coffee in it and a pair of yoga pants wrapped it's, up. And that's that's the gift, the it's, seasonal it's, gift. It's pungent with overtones. <laughs> if, giving, if, giving coffee, if giving coffee isn't enough, <laughs> right. then give yoga pants and yoga a nice pants commemorative mug along He's with it. He's on that yoga blend. It's, it's the perfect the yoga gift blend. for... For that guy at the office who always takes the last cup of coffee and never right. makes more, or it's a gift you give your enemies. That's it. Hazelnut yoga, yoga blend. blend. Absolutely. From Long Island, New York, to you. <laughs> hazelnut yoga blend. Hazelnut Pete's, yoga blend. Pete's hazelnut yoga Pete's blend. Hazelnut yoga blend. Pete's hazy nut yoga pan blend. <laughs> hazy, hazy nuts yoga blend. Uh, that's good stuff. For when your downward facing dog needs a little bit of help. Beats right. Easy Nut Yoga Blend. On that note, <laughs> why don't we get to our top 10? Top 10. Top Let's 10. Do it. Yay. Should we do that? Sure. sure why not? Why not? Um, this week is going to be the last week. We said we said last week we were going to uh, do the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, last uh, NFL um, we top lied. 10 list. But we lied. We're going to do one more tonight. And this week is top 10 individual performances in Super Bowl history. And we're going to kick it off with Mr. Uh, Mr. Radio Pete. He's going to kick us off with number 10. Why don't you give us number number 10, uh, Pete? Well, you know, I don't. Uh, this list, we actually don't have any Cowboys. No, we don't. To talk about. So uh, much as I would have liked to see Prime in the list. Uh, but he never really had a great Super Bowl performance. Uh, but one guy that I know you guys will love and do love, uh, and deservedly so, I had him pretty high on my list as well, is Eli Manning, really? the quarterback of the New York Giants. And this was Super Bowl forty-two against, um, I forget which team it was against. <laughs> uh, it was the team that never lost a game until they finally lost the game. And... Um, uh, let's see, what was he, 19 for 34, 255 yards, a couple of touchdowns, one INT was Eli Manning in this game against the Pats, but he was the man, and uh, I, if, if there was ever a game that he played that cemented his reputation for toughness and guts, uh, I don't know what that game was. This this was certainly the one that stands out amongst all of it, and he had a number of uh, performances along those lines, but... Uh, this was the one that, that stands out and uh, made the Dolphins very happy to boot. So congratulations, Eli. Uh, you're number 10 on your jersey and on our list. And number 10 in your uh, – number 10 on the list, number one in your – In somebody's number, yeah. Is it number one in your heart, really? I don't yeah. I think he's number one in his own. <laughs> this is true. So, all right. 
I will take number nine. There we go. Uh, number nine is going to be Mr. Joe Montana. And Joe Montana might, I will uh, tell you right now, Joe Montana might appear again in this list, but he's in it on this one in the number nine spot for Super Bowl. He's Hannah Montana's dad, right? He's Hannah Montana's dad, yes. Uh, Super Bowl 19, Joe Montana. Super Bowl 19, Joe Montana. He, uh, uh, he, um, uh, they beat the, uh, what was it, the, uh, the, the Dolphins in that game, did they not? Uh, yeah, they did. So, yes, uh, you can see a dolphin right there. <laughs> it's Flipper. Um, yeah, he, uh, he completed 24 of 35 passes for a, uh, breaking the Super Bowl record of 318 yards set by, uh, by Terry Bradshaw in Super Bowl uh, 12, um, but he uh, rushed for 59 yards and five tries too. Another record for a quarterback uh, at the time, anyway. So um, yeah, he he's uh, <laughs> Joe Montana, uh, just uh, um, amazing in quarterbacks, amazing quarterback in Super Bowls, uh, and that wasn't Super Bowl 19 was not uh, not uh, forsaken on that respect so there you go number nine Joe Montana Super Bowl 19 uh Harry bring us to number eight number eight is Mr. Lynn Swan in Super Bowl 10 while he only had I believe what four receptions for let's see here I'm trying to uh, find my uh statistics here pardon me I think he had four receptions for a uh, hundred and something yards and one touchdown but they were all highlight real catches, and it was it was just one of those classic games. That's one between, of them right there. Yeah, between the between the Steelers and Dallas, which just at least in my childhood just seemed to be the two teams that were dominating the NFL in that time. But uh, this was part of the Steelers' runs, where they one of the four that Super Bowls that he won. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl, and um, just one of the prettiest receivers you'll ever watch run a route, catch a ball. And uh, and and certainly a performance for the uh, for the memory books. Okay. Absolutely agree with that one. All right, number eight, Lynn Swan. Uh, Pete, bring us to number seven, please. Certainly, certainly. I think that game was on our list of greatest Super Bowls too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great yeah, Super Bowl. That was, was a great Super Bowl. Number seven on our list, uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't know. Being a Jets fan, it was tough to be a Raiders fan, but uh, kind of there was a time when everybody was a Raiders fan. You, you couldn't uh, sort of help it. Sure. And uh, that is Marcus Allen and uh, his performance in um, uh, Super Bowl 18. 18, yes. And uh, that was a great one against the uh, hated um, Redskins, I guess it was. Uh, Redskins, yeah. Yeah, 191 yards on 20 carries, and he had that uh, – Great third quarter run where he went left and was stopped, reversed his field, which means he turned around and ran the other way and went 74 yards for a touchdown. And that was, um, again, that was kind of sealing the deal. And uh, it was just a great year if you were a Raiders fan or someone who hated Washington. And a quick uh, little note about Marcus Allen, who I always felt was uh, well-known and respected, but somehow still somewhat underrated player. Uh, as far as I know, the only guy to have won the Heisman, uh, NCAA championship, a Super Bowl, and be named uh, NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Don't think there's anyone else who's done all of those things. I don't in think the there's anybody career. else who's done all of that. No, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Marcus Allen, uh, number seven on our list. That was a great – I remember watching that Super Bowl. I was up in uh, Ithaca, New York, and uh, me and my college roommates and our, our RA lived uh, a couple doors down, and uh, he was a Washington fan. And every time the Raiders would score, we would march past his room and uh, give him the old silver and black sign. So that was a, that was a fun time. I think yeah. we were drinking some beer that day, too. Probably. Why not? The food was probably not so good. Yeah. Not as good as it has been recently. No, I we had, it. we probably we had some wings and I think we probably had like a Pudgy's uh, sheet pizza and and that was the deal. That's all it took. That's all it took. That was it. A couple, couple, couple of couple of cases and we were you didn't good. Need it. You just a, a slice or two each and a couple of cases. And yeah. Good to go. Yeah. That's but uh, that, that was a that was a fun fun day. There you go. Number 7, Marcus Allen. I'll take number 6. Number 6 is uh Mr. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Um he uh was in three Super Bowls. Uh this was uh for his first one, Super Bowl 34. He was also in uh Super Bowl 36 uh which he lost uh to Tom Brady and he was in uh Super Bowl 43. Uh, which he lost to uh, Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, in any event, at this time, uh, you know, before I should say, let's go back four years, before Tom Brady and Nick Foles uh, set some uh, records. Um, uh, well, Tom Brady set two records. <laughs> one, set one and then set another one a year later. Um, and then uh, Nick Foles in there uh in the middle, uh, in fact, the same year that Tom Brady set <laughs> the one record for passing yards, uh, Kurt Warner actually set, uh, had three, uh, the three Super Bowls. He had the first, the most passing yards, the second most passing yards, and the third most passing yards. And the most were in the Super Bowl, 34. Um, his, uh, uh, what you call it, they uh, won the Super Bowl over the Titans 23-16. to 16, But uh, he threw for 414 yards, along with two touchdowns. Um, just two seasons after you've been playing in uh, the Arena Football League. <laughs> so uh, that was a pretty big feat uh, at that time for uh, Core Warner. But, yeah, two years later, he threw for the uh, second most passing yards. And then when he was in Arizona, when they played uh, against the Steelers in Super Bowl 43, he threw for the third most passing yards. Then, of course, obviously, those records got shattered by Mr. Brady two years in a row. So, um, But, anyway, that's our number six right there, Mr. Kurt Warner. All right, uh, Harry, why don't you bring us to number five? Number five is the man who finally gave John Elway a Super Bowl win. That's right, Terrell Davis. Obviously, the uh, incredible year, and he capped it off with one of the best Super Bowl performances of all time. He had 30 carries, 157 yards, and three touchdowns, which is a record he shares with five other people. Well, for other people, but because uh, Jerry Rice has done that twice. But yeah, uh, Terrell Davis, it was just, he had, I think, two of the best back-to-back years I've ever seen by a running back. And he was a big reason why the Broncos won both the Super Bowls. And he's, he's just one of those guys who I just wish he was able to stay healthy because he could he could have been on that list of the best running backs of all time. He was that good. He was a standout star and living here in Denver at the time and watching him play, he was, he was a difference maker on that team and they just gave him the ball got out of the way. And, um, he put in one for the, one for the record books. So Terrell Davis, T old TD. Old TD. Number five. 
for Super Bowl 32. There you go. Uh, Radio Pete, bring us to number four, please. Number four, Terrell Davis, a great system running back. Great system running back. Well, that's what they said about Shanahan. You can plug any running back in there, but right. da- Davis was different. He was yeah. different than, yeah. than those guys that came after him. I mean, they did have success too, but he was not in any way a system running back. No. no. All right, number four is uh, Monty. That's what I call him, otherwise known as Joe Montana. To to his friends, he's known as Monty. Yeah, yeah. Well, when me and Monty and Prime hang out, that's that's what we call him. That's true. Right. And uh, Does Jerry come around every now and then too, or it's just you and Monty? To all the people that have a restra- that he has a restraining order <laughs> against, he's known as Monty. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, Joe Montana, of course, of the uh, champion. Multiple champion, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this was, is this still the most lopsided game ever? Yes. yes yeah. Uh, still the most lopsided Super Bowl. Sorry, sorry to do this to you, uh, Harry. But uh, 55-10 over the uh, Denver Broncos, who were. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Harry, Harry wasn't in Denver yet by that point. I'm not oh, really a Broncos fan, really, either. Yeah. Then. Well, listen, the good thing, because uh, certainly yeah. in this this period, of, this, this was rough for them. The, um, the Broncos were. Trying not to lose their fourth straight Super Bowl, uh, not fourth straight, but uh, be yeah. the fourth second Super team Bowl. to lose their fourth Super Bowl uh, and tie the Minnesota Vikings, as well as uh, losing three Super Bowls in I think four years. Four years, yeah. And look at those classic Broncos uniforms. They're just, yeah, yeah, those were great uniforms. So, many. so uh, yeah, this was um, it was it was pretty ugly. Um, yeah, Montana, that was Mon- a machine. machine. Montana was an absolute machine. Twenty-two of twenty-nine. 297 yards, five touchdowns, uh, 75.9% uh, completion percentage, which I believe is still second uh, highest, right? To uh, Well, actually, what did Tom Brady have in this past Super Bowl? Anyway, uh, second, I think. Uh, yards? Uh, no, uh, completion percentage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, 75.9 is, I believe, second to uh, Phil Sims in the Super Bowl, so. Uh, quite a game for uh, Mr. Montana, and uh, I believe it was his third MVP in his fourth Super Bowl. So, all around, a pretty good day for him. One uh, Brady's was one twenty five point eight on Sunday. His quarterback rating. His quarterback rating. Yeah. No, he, I think he was talking about completion rating. Yeah, completion percentage. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, completion percentage was. Uh, don't have it on this. Oh no, don't have it on this one. Sorry. Sorry. I have to go to another sheet if you really well, need to. Well, 75.9 is still pretty good. There you go. I'm sure it is. Every three out of every four passes you throw in the Super Bowl is complete. So, I oh, mean, nice. he had good, he had some pretty nice targets too. So, well, that was a heck of a performance for He's a system, system quarterback. So, yeah. System wow. Quarterback. Great system. Great uh, results. Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it was, this was, uh, this was George Seifert's first, uh, Super Bowl uh, win as coach. He was a system, which, which, which could also have been system coach. Too. Bill Walsh's last Super Bowl. Bill Walsh's last. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, see, for you know, I think we've said before, he didn't exactly uh, uh, Barry Switzer it. He no, a little bit. He had a little bit more. He was part of the reason that they were as good as they were. Sure, uh, sure. You know, yeah. Bill Walsh just turned over the reins. He yeah. wasn't. Bill Walsh wasn't fired. Uh, you know, right, right, and, right. And, uh, you know, like uh, J- uh, Jimmy Johnson was. Yeah, Seifert was part of the architect of those teams. Sure. He wasn't just a guy who came in and went, yeah, just do what you did last year. He was the heir apparent, and Bill Walsh was still there. He was still, right, you know, part right. of the organization. So, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, talk about a dynasty. This definitely was one. Yeah. Um, and so much so that, you know, five years apart, two different Super Bowls, 
our list, our top 10 list, Joe Montana makes two of them. So, yeah. There you go. Number four, Joe Montana Super Bowl 24. I'll take number three. And that's going to be uh, Mr. Phil, Phil Sims, uh, with his Super Bowl 21 performance. Uh, let's put his uh, picture up there. There you go. He, uh, uh, yeah, uh, he, he had a uh, completion percentage uh, of uh, 88%. That is still a Super Bowl record. He went 22 of 25 uh, for 268 yards and three touchdowns. He actually also rushed uh, 25 yards on three carries, too. For everybody, uh, this is his all time. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's more rushing yards than he had combined for all the rest of the years he played. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, Phil Sims was not known as a mobile quarterback by any means. Brady was, uh, Brady's completion percentage was 72, almost 73%. This so was a little, little shy of, uh, yeah. of Montana's in that. But, but yeah, to, uh, 88%, that is a, still a, uh, for Phil Sims there, uh, that is still a, um, uh, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl record, uh, and that was in nineteen eighty, the nineteen eighty six season in January of nineteen eighty seven. So it's been it's been uh, held for a while now, thirty four years. Yeah, um, Bree- Breeze is actually the closest to eighty two point one percent. There you go, there you go. And uh, also on that note, uh, his quarterback rating, Phil Simms' quarterback rating for that Super Bowl was one hundred and fifty point nine. That is still a Super Bowl record as well. It's the highest for any player. Uh, in the uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, and the uh, uh, what you call the next one back is you would imagine Joe Montana uh, in uh, Super Bowl twenty four. He had a one hundred and forty seven point six, so uh, came close. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady closest Tom Brady ever got what uh, uh, passer rating uh, would be uh, uh, would be this year one hundred twenty five point eight was his QB QBR. Um, so there you go. But yeah, Phil Sims just they they lit it up that year. Uh it was such a strong defense and the offense did what they could. I mean, between you know, Phil Sims uh, you know, throwing the offense had their best game of the year. Offense had their best game of the year. And they exploded in the second half. It was crazy. Yeah. Thirty nine twenty was the final score. It just was an amazing game. So there you now, go. here's my question to you guys. When you talk about um Hostetler. And that Super Bowl year, and I've heard you both say, if Sims had been hadn't gotten hurt, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And yet he put in that. Like, what? Why do you say that when you look at that performance? Well, they were what five years apart, four, four years apart. Mm-hmm. Different offense. They didn't have the weapons. They didn't. They were. They, they they had to rely even more so on their defense in ninety ninety one than they did in eighty six. And I what, just, what did Hostetler bring? That I'll tell you Sims what. Host, Hostetler mobility. Brought. Mobility okay. and the and the okay. ability to make up for some deficiencies in their offensive line. The ninety offensive line was nowhere near the eighty six offensive line. That, yeah. And and they were dealing with some injuries. And Hostetler would have had just, yeah. would have had Phil Sims on his ass. The other the twenty other, times more than in Sims okay. defense. Okay. The other thing the Giants did with Hostetler is their run to pass ratio went. The opposite way. So they were they were really reliant on the run, and Hostetler threw when he needed to. Although you know Hostetler, even in the Super Bowl, he had pretty good numbers. Yeah, right, really good right. Numbers he wasn't pretty, but and and the other part of it is that the the they were there was just some signs that the Giants weren't really clicking with Sims under center. It it, it's, it, it had gotten to the point where he was kind of I think on his last leg. And so Hosteller just sort of gave them, I think, 
a the shot in the arm to be able to to play in, in a much more scrappier way. And number two, I think it it sort of was the thing that made the defense stand up and go, you know what, we have to win this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I always wondered that. about that. Yeah. That's. I mean, I know that I know that they were years apart, but I always wondered what it was that made. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil Sims, team during the season, Phil with. Sims was playing better in '90 than he played in '86. Um, and they were they were it they didn't were ten, seem, they were, they it didn't were ten and zero at one point. Right, I know, but then it, but then but then it started. It seemed to to go a little sideways. Yeah, they lost two in a row. Uh, they lost to I believe Minnesota in week eleven, and then they lost to uh, San Francisco in week twelve. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, it went a little sideways. But yeah, definitely, it, it was the mobility factor. They lost their starting running back. I mean, there's a yeah, there was a lot of um, things. Yeah, okay, it was. It was a I always wondered about there, that. But yeah, so there you go. Well, anyway, number three is Mr. Phil Sims, Super Bowl twenty-one. All right, uh, Mr. Harry Lugnuts, please bring us to number two. Number two, uh, an incredible performance by none other than Mr. Steve Young, who I think would be much higher on everybody's greatest quarterbacks of all time, greatest you know players of all time list. Had he not sort of literally been in Joe Montana's shadow, but he had a hell of a game. He went 24 36 for 325 yards and six touchdowns. He had a QBR of 134.8 and also ran for 49 yards. So he had a hell of a game. He was, he was one of those guys who, you know, arguably you could say he was a prettier quarterback to watch than Montana. He just, he was just that good. And uh, boy, what, what, I don't think there's ever been, with the exception of maybe Favre to Rodgers, I don't think there's ever been a handoff from one quarterback to the other that's been better in NFL history. It's just yeah. unbelievable. That was crazy. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he was my number one. Um, yeah. And this game was uh, – this, this this the play – his play in this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 29, was, was amazing. It uh, would have made, uh, would have made uh, Joe Montana jealous. Well, and look, Jerry Rice had a hell of a game. He had – 10 receptions for 100, sure. almost 149 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, they definitely spread the ball around uh, well. And um, they just passed the ball. They didn't really have a ton of rushing yards. Uh, yeah. They just they threw the ball and, and obviously dominated the game. Yeah. And, and Steve Young, I mean, if you look at uh, – he actually – I think uh, we talked about this before. He had ended up having more – Touchdown connections with Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Right. There, People know. forget about and the, the, the. I think Young only won one Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's Steve Young only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So that's really the big hit. I mean, I think if he had won even one more, then I think he, he would have been, um, there would have been a different conversation. But the, especially during the regular season, they put up some of the best numbers post Montana with, with Rice. And, right. And also, he lost. How many years that he was on the bench? Right, quite a bit. You know, yeah. so he, you know, it, well, what was it like four and a half years or something? Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, uh, you know, those could have been productive years, and his numbers would have been. I mean, the reason why even Steve better Young than did, they were. The reason why Steve Young did so well in this game is because Deion Sanders was on the 49ers at the time. So uh, that was really the big reason. That's Prime always says that's one of his fondest memories. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just thought I'd bring bring prime into the discussion. I appreciate, just I appreciate you bring it. prime into the uh, equation. 
Yeah, he actually sat for the 87, 88, 89, and the 90 season. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he came into the game, obviously, uh, when, when he first entered was when uh, Leonard Marshall put uh, put Joe Montana on his ass uh, with that vicious hit in mm-hmm. uh, the NFC Championship game in 1990. Um, and then but it, of course, it if... became... What? Sorry, go ahead. No, then it became Steve Young's team. Right, uh, but but if Steve had been playing all that time, then we wouldn't have had some of that Montana magic too. So. Absolutely, right. and then I mean, you know, <laughs> g- give it, give it to your Cowboys. I mean, my, I mean, Steve Young was there every year. I mean, it was the the, the the NFC Championship game every year was the Cowboys and the Forty ers right? Yeah, just the Cowboys won two, won three of them, and uh, the Forty ers only won one. So, uh, but uh, you know, that was the only uh, uh, the only uh, year that this particular Super Bowl uh, was the only time in four years that the Cowboys didn't go to the Super Bowl. Or win it for that matter. Um, they had a pretty good quarterback too. Also, it gets a little bit of a short, short changed. I think a little bit. Yeah. Right, talk about a system guy, boy. System. <laughs> Aikman. Steve Young. Steve Young was a system quarterback. Night of the system quarterback. Yeah. He's a system quarterback. He could just run. Okay. That's what made him a little different. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. All right, and that'll be number two. Steve Young, Super Bowl twenty nine. Radio Pete, bring us to number one, please. Number one, uh, the uh, aforementioned Jerry Rice. Um, number one in a lot of ways, uh, kind of considered the greatest receiver ever and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Super Bowl twenty three. Uh, Rice had a pretty good day against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Um, 11 catches, 215 yards, only one touchdown. Uh, and uh, rushed for five yards as well, but uh, was a, um, obviously a, a instrumental in the game, had a big um, first down catch uh, while the 49ers were going on their game-winning 92-yard drive. So, And, I mean, he's uh, Jerry Rice, and um, I think he was my number one, um, although I don't think either of you guys had him uh, the number one slot, but... Uh, it was a heck of a performance, and certainly we've seen some good ones since then. Um, and I, I think this uh, game was also I had pretty high on our uh, greatest Super Bowls list. Uh, certainly this is one of the most exciting games. And I think this was the John Candy game. This was the John Candy game. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jerry Rice, uh, not enough accolades uh, as it is. He gets number one on our greatest Super Bowl performances. I mean, come on, a systems receiver. Yeah, <laughs> He's a systems receiver, absolutely. Well, listen, Actually, he can only be as good as the guy throwing to him. And maybe, maybe, I mean, it's hard to to leave Brady out of this conversation, but, you know, top five all-time, as far as all-time Super Bowl performances. I mean, what did he, how many, did he win four, Rice, or three? Rice won. I think one. he won three. I think he wasn't with one. But anyway, I mean, he, he didn't have a bad game in Super Bowls. I mean, his Super Bowls games were pretty darn impressive. No, the first the first two Super Bowls that uh, the 49ers were in that they won uh, when they beat Miami and then and Cincinnati the first time, Jerry Rice wasn't. Uh, he played. He won three. He played in four because he played with the Raiders. He played with the Raiders. Yeah, and right. he's, he does hold the record for most points scored in a super in Super Bowls in, yeah. with forty eight. Um, so you know you, you you could argue he's he's the best. I, I would argue he's you know second best all time player in the history of Super Bowls, but. Uh, he was he was unbelievable. I mean, he he was the best of the best. He was number one on our wide receivers list. Yeah, I mean, and it's not. I don't think you can argue it. No. Yeah, and it, well, he came up. Uh, some I heard some guys uh, on uh, ESPN. They were talking about um, 
baseball players and uh, just just as sort of as an aside, they were saying Derek Jeter. Uh, they mentioned Derek Jeter, and you look at his regular season numbers, and you look at his playoff right. numbers, and they're virtually identical. Or, you know, very very similar. So uh, you know that consistency, bringing your, right. you know, being having an A game yeah. and bringing he, he was, that he A was, game he, he was to elite. the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Rice had three touchdowns twice, twice in a yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely crazy. Uh, right, and we right, and we all know, and and there's other people how, on that team, like like you know, like Roger Craig and John yeah. Taylor and blah blah blah. The list goes on. It wasn't like he was their only target, yeah. right? Yeah, but but even though we all know how great he was, if you really just go just look at his career numbers, it still blows your mind. It yeah. still blows your mind. Yeah. You go, no one could be that good. Not at all. <laughs> well, there you go. Our number one individual performance in Super Bowl history, Jerry Rice for Super Bowl number 23. There you go. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's our list. Um, it's our last. This was last a tough list. This was a tough list. This definitely was. Well, tough because list. you have there, all there of were... those performances that are the, the, the Doug. Uh, God. Williams. Doug Williams, Doug the Williams. Timmy Smiths, the you know, the Jeff Hostetlers, yeah. the Terry I mean Bradshaw. He, and Terry, yeah, and, and Terry Bradshaw was on my list, like, pretty high up. I mean, there was a was on all three of our lists, but yeah. he just missed right. Um, you know, you look at even Thurman Thomas in a losing effort, you, you look at some of the defensive yep. guys, um, like Charles Haley or or or, or others. Um there's a there's been a lot of great Super Bowl performances. And Look, I mean, I had Brady on, I think, on there too. I think his performance when they came back to beat the Falcons is, I mean, it wasn't in our top 10, but it's certainly, uh, you know, one one for the history. But there's been a lot of a lot of greats. I mean, Kurt Warner could have been on here three times, at least twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it really takes a lot to stand out. And I think, it, you know, when yeah. you're – and when you're somebody like Phil Sims who has a game like he does, or Steve Young where he throws six touchdowns, and that's the differentiator. Sure. Right. But yeah, it, yeah top, right. The, the, it, it top, the top four spots were the top pretty four much spots. the same. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. But I mean you could you it wasn't really a case where you could say, well, there's maybe twelve or thirteen players that are gonna go into the first nine, and right. then we've got like eight guys that could be ten. Right. There were a whole bunch of a whole right. group of yeah, people. John could Riggins, go anywhere from you got John Riggins, yeah, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, uh, yeah. Doug Williams. You mentioned, I think above. Uh, I, I had him on my list actually. Uh, yeah. Timmy Smith was a great uh, story. You know, so there was just a whole uh, and and yeah. Warner. I mean, how do you not have Kurt Warner? Right. Uh, you know, right. if mean, it was an all quarterbacks list, you know. Mm-hmm. And it would have been Bradshaw. a little easier, but not a hundred percent easier. Drew, no, not a whole Drew, Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is, I mean, yeah, you know, 82% completion rating. And and Bradshaw, uh, uh, Bradshaw counts. Staubach, Aikman. Yeah. I mean, Emmett Smith. They, they've, they, you know, they, it's just that although they, he wasn't as good a quarterback as Aikman, but Emmett Smith. Well, no. I'm talking about just performances. <laughs> He probably could have been, but yeah. yeah but yeah, there's um, like I said, there's a bunch of a bunch of performances we could have put anywhere from, like the whole bottom half could have been completely different, and you could make, and they would all be, in my opinion, legitimate, completely yeah, legitimate. Yeah. And then there's just and, and there's always Nick Foles. I mean, you know, yeah, he, I, what, I, what did he throw for three touchdowns and catch one and catch one? Yeah, I was, yeah. 
In, 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 in total, I mean, e- Eli's, Eli's, Eli's on the list, but you, I mean, you have to put that performance by Foles as one of those Cinderella stories. Sure. Again, I think he was probably in that next round of you know next five or six on our lists. Yeah. yeah. Um. He so there's there's a, and, and as it gets harder and harder. I mean, there's been how many Super Bowls now? So it's uh it gets harder and harder. I mean, Bart Starr in Super Bowl one could have been on this list. There's sure. You know, Joe Namath, his numbers didn't weren't great, but I mean, that's one of those memorable performances. He could have been on the list just for the guarantee, and right. then, and then right. back it right. up. Len yeah, Dawson, I, actually, I, I had him on my list. Larry Zonka, and then, and then took Namath off. Just his numbers just weren't good enough. No, but, no. you know, no. Larry Zonka. Yeah, right. Yeah, Zonka was. I mean, the one that was tough for me to, to not put on there was John Riggins because when I think back to the Super Bowl performance, other than Terrell Davis and Marcus Allen. I just picture John Riggins carrying an entire team five yards at a time for what thirty-eight carries or whatever sure. he had in that game. Yeah. So I mean, those are the kind of performances that you that you remember. Um, but yeah, good list, great list. So, all right. good way to end the twenty-nine week long football <laughs> top ten. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, next, next week we'll have season. a top ten, but it's going to be well. well listen, a different sport. If we get to, if we if we really get in a bind, we can do top ten top ten football lists. That's top right. ten top <laughs> which, ten lists. Which were our favorite? Top I mean, 10 number lists. one's definitely football movies. Absolutely. Oh, that's I by mean, far. We, we did we we held back. We had some restraint. We did not do top ten long snappers of all time. This is we true. didn't we didn't do punters, and uh, we we didn't do uh, you know outside linebacker coaches. Of all <laughs> outside linebacker coaches. <laughs> right. We didn't do assistant coaches. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, we, we could have done best coordinators. We could have done owners. We could have done best owners. Could have done owners. Could have done owners. Top ten system quarterbacks. <laughs> Top ten system quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway. Next year, we got some. We got some new categories some, for next year. We got some year. stuff for next yeah, year. That's right. So, as far as this year goes, um, that should bring us to our uh, segment this week of old balls. Old balls. Harry, why don't you tell us who this week's old balls is? This week's old balls is none other than the Pittsburgh Steelers' very own L.C. Greenwood. That's right, folks, L.C. Greenwood, who is kind of the unknown superstar of those very vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl championship teams. He was a defensive end. He was a 10th-round pick in 1969 and uh, played for the Steelers for 11 years, uh, part of the famous Steel Curtain Six foot six, two hundred forty-five pounds. The reason why I did him this week is that he still, to this day, holds the record for the most sacks in a Super Bowl game. He had four sacks against Mister Roger Staubach uh, of the Dallas Cowboys in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, was it Super Bowl ten? Right? Yeah. And uh, he was a four-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time. All pro NFL, all 70s team and Pittsburgh Steelers all time team. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. And uh, he passed away a number of years back. Um, but when when he was asked about it, he said that as long as Mean Joe Green was in the Football Hall of Fame, then he felt like he represented the entire defense. Uh, he went on to act a little bit. They used to call him Hollywood Bags because of his. Uh, desire to become an actor from retiring from football. Um, but, you know, he just never got in. And um, he was named to the Super Bowl Silver Anniversary team 
And in 2000 was named, 2007 was named to the, to the Steelers all-time team. Uh, he died, uh, what, 2013, 67 years old. It's a relatively young man. But L.C. Greenwood, the pride of Canton, Mississippi. And uh, I think he actually lived in Mississippi when, when he died. He was he was amazing. I mean, that, that, we talk a lot about those Steelers teams, but they that, I mean, I can't imagine there being a better defensive squad in the history of football. That was crazy. Uh, it was, it, they were, they were that good. And some people might say the 85 bears. Some people might say the 86 giants. There's certainly some people who would say the, the recent Broncos team with Von Miller who won, but this, these guys were dominant in, in against teams that had a lot of talent that, uh, on the opponent's side. And uh, he was, he was great. Four sacks, four sacks against a great Dallas team. Uh, in one Super Bowl, that's that's pretty impressive. That's very impressive, crazy impressive. So he was a systems defensive end. <laughs> there you go, LC uh, Greenwood, folks. This week's old balls. Old balls. I'm just having to have something I said be a running joke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> jo- jogging. Jogging. <laughs> jogging. Joke. A, tr- a trotting joke. <laughs> trotting joke. <laughs> Uh, you got to love that. Um, also make mention of the fact before we uh, wrap up football for the evening, um, Marty Schottenheimer passed away. Yeah. Well, sad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. 77. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. He was, uh, he was a Giants uh, defensive line coach for two years and then uh, became defensive coordinator for a year before he went on to uh, be a head coach. And uh, that was back in the John McVay days. Uh, Bill Arnsberger days. Um, he was actually uh, Harry Carson's first defensive coordinator with the Giants. Twenty-one years he was in the yeah. in the league, I believe. A lot, yeah. He won two hundred regular season games. Uh, you know, yeah. What was he? He was two hundred and one sixty something or twenty something. I, I heard uh, the number today. I can. Yeah, he had a good record. Impressive. He was uh, 200 and 126 and 1. 126, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's, Browns, Chiefs, know. Redskins, and Chargers. Mm-hmm. And got the short shrift in Washington. He was only there for one year. and One, one, play, one play at a time. Yep. Yeah. That was his mantra. Yep. Yeah. He, yeah, he was one of those coaches who just didn't have luck on his, on his side. Nope. But, uh, Nonetheless, I mean, he he goes up, he goes, definitely goes up there with some of the best coaches of all time. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. There you go. Well, rest in peace, Mister Schottenheimer. Yes, yes, indeed. There you go. All right. Um, that should bring us to uh, well before two hours. We're getting to Major League Baseball. Look at that. Holy cow! Hopefully, there's not much here. What's come know. over us? What has come over us? Um, no, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this down to a twenty-four minute. Podcast. Well, here's here's good news. Here's good news for What's us good news? fans. Albert Almora Jr. Albert Almora Jr. signed. Uh, signed. Free uh, agent signed. center fielder. Yeah. Uh, defensive late replacement. Not much of a hitter. Um, He's good. They're let's gonna. See. Put, they're, if they're, you know what, Jackie Bradley Jr. is still in play. They have yeah, not. No, they're been, gonna platoon him with Nimmo. They're gonna platoon him with Nimmo. Um, and one and year, one point two five million. Yep. Yeah, look, he spent five years with the Cubs. Uh, last time he played, um, he's only twenty six. 
full season was 130 games, and he hit 236 with 12 home runs and 32 RBIs. So there you go. He hit 167 with one RBI last year. Yeah, in 28 games. So I mean, eh. I just but wish. He's, I just he's, wish. I just wish I could do that and get 1.25 million. million That'd be nice, wouldn't it? He's, I'll, he's I'll, I'll take one, one run. Two, I'll take 1.24. There you go. I'll do it for 1.2. Yeah, yeah. He's there for the defense, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. So, well, there you go. And they also signed Jonathan Villar too. Oh yeah, that's right. So uh, this is your deep dive with Mets. You don't there know. You go. And they signed him to a utility role. I'm sure we'll see a little time at third base. Yeah. Right now, right? <laughs> he also signed a contract with the uh, with with the uh, Con Ed Utility Department. Yeah, yeah. They signed Almora, defensive replacement outfielder, and they signed Villar, utility infielder. Really? Utility. utility. Look, they're building up their their depth, right? They're building up the bench. That's, right. yeah, what, they're that's doing. So, really what it's doing. So, Jackie Bradley Jr. is still in play, and they there there is talk, and it's been talked for the last several days now. They're interested in bringing in Justin Turner. Um, they want a short yeah. deal, though. They, they don't have enough deal. COVID, right? So they to get Turner. But uh, you know, and, and it's going to be it's going to be the same situation. We are. I mean, you know, what, what Turner Mets before his prime and after his prime, right? You know, well, but, right, right, Justin right. Turner is asking for a lot. Yeah, he is, and, and that's why I don't yeah. think anybody signed him yet. Yeah. So how much is is he worth? Yeah, it's a question. I mean, he has been a pretty good performer in the postseason, but well, here's a question about that. Right now, they have JD Davis. JD Davis is a better infielder than he is an outfielder. Okay, mm-hmm. now I know you know when he's playing left field out there last year, you know he didn't look comfortable, uh, but he 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 plays a decent glove in the infield, and obviously he has a great bat. So there there there's third base is not a need. And and they're looking at spending money that they don't need to to bring Justin Turner. I think J- I think J D Davis is a better third baseman at this point than maybe the bat is a little bit better, but that's negligible because J D Davis's bat is pretty decent. So why why you know the only thing I could think of is that J D Davis is a Brody boy, and Sandy doesn't want any Brody boys left. Um, is Turner just saying okay? Is this going to be another instance where they use it as leverage just so the Dodgers know where they stand and they probably. resign him? Probably. You probably yeah. talked to Bauer and said, hey, hey, you can do it this way. You know, listen to this and you can. But uh, I mean, also with with what's his name deciding not to play in Milwaukee is uh, the Brewers a place where he might wind up. I, I, I don't know. Right. It's, uh, you never know. Um, but they're also uh, they're also in talks with uh, not talks. There, there's been discussions about being interested in Jake Arrieta, too, and, and James Paxton, for that matter. Um, so obviously they're still looking maybe for, uh, for a little more pitching depth. Um, but I think it's just, it's just a big fallout from everything that happened last week with Bauer and, uh, Sandy Alderson actually said the other day that he's never been in negotiations that far that they didn't sign somebody, you know? And, um, and then of course Bauer issued that 75 page apology the other day. I don't know if you saw that. No. Um, actually apologizing to Mets fans. And he, in a nutshell, you know, to paraphrase it and sum it up, he basically said that he wasn't in charge of his social media that day. He was, no. he was concentrating on the deal and deciding where he wanted to go. And some of his people that were, were running his social media that day jumped the gun with a lot of stuff. And he apologizes if it looked like he was baiting the, the Mets and, and, and trolling them and everything else. It wasn't him. And a couple of comments I saw back right away, which were pretty funny, were, okay, so in, in nine years, this is the first time you ever logged off of social media. That one day, that day is the only yeah. time you weren't on, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the next guy says, oh, wait a minute. If you weren't on and it was your people that were handling you, 
in your social media on that day. How do we know that it's not your people that are handling you now pay, posting this up? So, but uh, who cares? Who cares? He he used yeah, the that, that was look that he was got what he bug. wanted. He got what he wanted, and that whole apology was he's just covering his ass because he's got opt outs for the first two years. See why if things don't if things don't work out there, then he might come back to the Mets after next season. If all of a sudden the the Dodgers are tanking, I know this is not going to happen, obviously, but all of a sudden the Dodgers are tanking and the Mets are the best things in sliced bread, obviously he's gonna wanna, you know, explore those options. So And you know he's not gonna be there the third year at seventeen million Mm -hmm. after making forty five and forty. Sure. So he's gonna he wants to cover his ass. Mm -hmm. Good for him. um, That's what he should um, do. Right now, the uh, who who do you want out of those two? Let me ask the Mets guys. Do you want Paxton or do you want Arietta? I mean, obviously neither. I want I want uh, Odorizzi. If uh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd rather have Odorizzi, but I mean yeah. Arietta. Odorizzi, when it's time, <laughs> when it's getting humid and it's getting frizzy, Odorizzi. <laughs> when you can't stand the smell anymore, Odorizzi. Odorizzi, just a little under each pit, and you're good for the week. You're good to go. Um, yeah, well, Paxton's he, coming off surgery, right? Yeah, or just a lousy year. A little both. both, I think. I think. Yeah, they, they Arietta went of surgery because he had a lousy year. Arietta was really, really good for a few years, but it's been yeah, a few was, years. That was twelve years ago, wasn't he? That was it twelve? No, it wasn't yeah. that many. Hey, look, from what from what I'm reading, and I I don't delve into this as much as you guys do. It sounds like the Mets are more interested in Paxton than they are in Odorizzi. Yeah, they are. And it's probably just a matter of what they can get him for. And, it's, and, money. It's, yeah. money. it's money. Probably Paxton is a better bet as far as uh, Paxton. Paxton really a dropped rebound. off last year. Yeah. Yeah. But having a rebound year, Paxton's a better bet. I, I think. Yeah. Than I don't think. Ari- yeah. I think you're right. Arietta's uh, got to return to the form he had four years ago. Of those two, I would prefer Paxton. But I would prefer Odorizzi over all three of them. But Well, um, of course. But, and if yeah. they are interested in Turner, you know. I, why I, Why I, the Yankees are not. I, I, the Yankees it just baffle me with what they're doing with their pitching. I just, they, I don't know. I guess you have to kind of trust them. I I, I don't know. I well, especially don't. now because if uh, the, the, the the rumors are, the story is that the, they changed the baseball. Yeah. They, they loosened uh, the inner layer of, the innermost layer of cloth or whatever. So it's got less spring to it and the home runs are going to go down so good you know living in right fine i think we all agree it's good but if you're a team that's built on guys that hit a lot of home runs and yeah. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make some moves and bring in some guys who hit for a, a little bit more average and drive the gaps and do all those things exactly. you know like actually play baseball play baseball that's what that's what, that, that's what that's called right play baseball right? yeah I, I think the the way the yankees are looking at it is kluber is their new paxton you know, I don't. It's probably the way they're looking at it. Um, the pet, the and Tal- the- Talon, or whatever the hell you say his name. I mean, I just, I'm just not overwhelmed by what their starting lineup is like doing. Well, the uh, uh, what you call it? They just uh, they dumped Ben Heller and picked up uh, Darren O'Day. Um, yeah. that's I mean, improvement. Today. The Yankees, the Yankees have to. Herman has to come back in top form. Severino has to come back in top form, and. And obviously, you know, maybe Garcia pops up. I, I don't know. It's there's a there's a we have, we have our number one, and then two, three, four, and five are up for grabs. Exactly. Let's see who steps up and wants it. And I think I think Tanaka is going to be a big loss. I really do. Yeah, I, I would I would have to I would have to because he's been that, that he's he hasn't been great. He's no Andy Pettit, but he's he's a he's a consistent presence. Yeah. There's not, you know, you don't, you don't know yeah. what, and, uh, but we'll see. 
What's uh, what's going on with uh, your boy uh, Gardner? I mean, there hasn't been any offer. There hasn't been a deal. They haven't even negotiated anything yet. I think I think I think this is all moving at a snail's pace because they're just waiting to see what they're waiting for one person to make it to 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 get signed so that they can to dictate the rest of the dominoes falling. Look, I love Brett Gardner. Everybody does. He's a favorite in New York, but Brett. I don't want to see him. I want. I would love to see him retire, a Yankee. Right. But it seems like the Yankees have decided to hold on to some other pieces. And and do they really need Gardner? You can't get rid of Gotti. You can't get rid of Gotti. Yeah. Then he better, the he better the agree agree to play for you know sixty five sixty five k and some free cannolis. Um, jumping back to the Mets really quick. The uh, the Picada uh, projections. Did you see them? Yeah. Uh, came out the Picada. Uh, projections. Uh, um, it's the projected win totals and percentages to win division, to win the divisions. Specifically speaking of the uh, NL East, um, the Picada projections project the Mets to win the division with ninety-five and a half games. Um, mm-hmm. Behind them Kiss would death be right here. behind them would be the Nationals <laughs> with eighty-five games, and then in third place they're projecting the Phillies with eighty-three wins. The Braves wow, no love for the Braves. The Braves with 82 and the Marlins with 68. That's the Picado. Well, MLB has to have the Yankees and the Mets getting in as wild card. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if that uh, some people Vegas, uh, people are Vegas has thinking. the Mets. Vegas has the Mets in second, and the Braves win in the division. They are but, people are already picking the Blue Jays to to win the American League. All right, well, enough about players and who's going where and who's not going where. Let's talk about the rules. Yeah, let's... uh, they keep the good stuff and get rid of the bad stuff? I guess depending on how you feel about it. Update me, because I'm I'm, I'm not aware. The the seven-inning doubleheader is going to stay. Yep. I hate that. Which I hate. The runner on second to start extra innings is going to stay. Which everyone hates. And no universal DH, which I'm happy about. so, So also bad. But probably of those three, oh for three in my book, the universal DH is the one that more people like than any of them. So. I would, if I had to take one of them, it's the universal DH. It's going to help the Mets this year with uh, with um, uh, Pete Alonso on first base and Dom Smith. You can platoon them on first yeah. base and and have the other one. It helps DH. most teams. It helps. It helps. It's going to help teams. every team. So it's going to help every team. Absolutely. Right. So but, we're done uh, with we're done with that aspect of strategy. But that's gone. That's gone. Oh, that's out. Yeah. But we still have seven inning double headers and That's a man ridiculous. on second to start extra innings. So Absolute stupid. horseshit. Yeah. Absolute yeah. horseshit. Okay. Ridiculous. Stupid. Are I we agree. playing? Is this Little League? It's yeah. a joke. I you got get it to last hit, you year. You get to hit off a tee in extra innings. I got there. it last year. I didn't agree with it then, but all right. You, 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 There's you, no pitcher in, in extra innings now. Extra you innings, you hit off a tee. Extra well, no, no, no. The, uh, the tenth and the eleventh inning, you throw it up and hit yeah. the ball. Yeah. After the that, play. your arms get tired, so you hit off the tee. Actually, you, you, you have a you have to kick a field goal to it. Right. <laughs> no, the batting the, the uh, whoever throws batting practice. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's right. The net the net comes out. The, the Johnny yeah, the bench. Comes, the net comes the out. Net comes the, out the, Johnny, and, uh, the Johnny bench batter up. Uh, and you get and you and you only swing it what you want to. It's like the home run right. derby, right? You don't that's strike. Right. No. No you don't get strike unless you swing. You just swing right. it when you want to. Yeah, actually, <laughs> what, what what it is is that there's a guy on second base, but you have to hit him while he's running the bases to win the game. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so that's 
All right, so bad job, MLB. Unbelievable. Yeah. As was expected. Although, Although I, I, I'm trying to space things out. Rob Manfred, know, I'm sorry, has got to be the worst uh, commissioner for baseball. Yeah. What's, what's his yeah. name? He's rolling over in his grave. Oh, unbelievable. He's Un- pretty bad. Unbelievable. All right, yeah, glad, I mean, we got that. Just, glad we got that cleared up. Just Although it, just I, I, the disagree. Job to I disagree about the... That. I disagree about the DH. I don't want the university. I no, I don't want it either. But of those three, I'll that. go with that. I'm indifferent on that. But I'm yeah. indifferent. I'm I'm I was more I'm more indifferent on it that now than I was. Is, is a the universal DH mean that it's every team has the same player as a DH? <laughs> it's, he just has to he has to well, fly steady, around. Well, we, we called it when we were kids. We're steady DH, right? Steady There's pitcher, one guy right? in each yeah. stadium. That's right. Universal. The DH. And he bats for both teams. They're all both teams, and they have a runner. They have a runner for them. They're all named Larry. So what you're going to find is you're going to have teams that are going to get a, a bunch of really fast guys because right. the DH is not going to run. Actually, what they were really, what they were no, really the, the runner stands next to the plate. He hits the ball in right, the right. Like he used to, right, like he used right, to do yeah. in the schoolyard. Right, you yeah. had a guy that had a hurt no, no, foot. No, no, no. They, they don't you start. The you, don't, had... you don't start overtime with the guy in second base. There is now always a guy on second <laughs> base, but he doesn't move. <laughs> he he blocks you when he you're can do whatever he wants. He's he's. He's yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Okay. He can he can either he run, can run or back to first. Yeah, he can <laughs> go out and catch the ball in the outfield. He, he, he can eat a hot dog. Whatever he wants to do, he's on second. It's his. You have to jump time. over him like Donkey Kong <laughs> to get around the bases or well, slide. Here's, no, here's, slide here's under you, his legs. Here's what you do. But each team makes a secret bid before the game, and whoever gives him the most money, he will help that team out. That's so, team out, right? Exactly. You know, if if the losing if the losing bidder is up, he might run back to first and get tagged out. Right. If the you know if the winning uh, win bidder is uh, at the plate, then you know he might get a single and he'll come home and score. So. Unbelievable! With this, this is absolute in game free in game free agency. You want to talk about spice? The, the, the good thing is that the person who starts at second base in extra innings doesn't have to be on the team. I need another pitcher. I'll give you my DH. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they change <laughs> uniforms uh, on the mound. They take the and they did yeah. not specify that it has to be a human being. <laughs> right, so you yeah. might you might have some thoroughbreds on second base to start yeah, extra innings. Yeah. I think Gus could have a second career. Like Gus that. and a jockey, and Tony Danza for that matter. That's right. Tony, t- Gus and a jockey, Tony Danza. Every game starts with Tony Danza on second base. Second base. Every game starts. <laughs> Unbelievable. We have solved Major League Baseball. Unbelievable. Okay. Mr. Manford, give us a call. We'll take care of it for you. Okay. We'll write it down. You're good to go. All right. Hey, oh, uh, Nets are beating up on the Pacers. Yeah, let's uh, let's switch it up. Let's get to uh, still get early. It's only the end of the third quarter. So it's, uh, this is this is true. Um, I, I guess we should talk about the Knicks and Derrick Rose because that's I a think bigger should, story. Than, I think we should leave with that. Yeah, let's. The Nets woes against any team that's over Derrick Rose back on the Knicks or under five hundred, I should say. Harry, what do you? What do you? What? What did, when? Uh, did you know that before I uh, texted it to you the other day? No. And what no. did you think when you? No, I mean it? I did know it. Yeah. I look. I like Derrick Rose. This is not a slam at him. I just thought the Knicks were done with this. Right. Signing players way past their prime. This he's Tibbs' boy, right? Yeah. This and this this is one of the dangers of 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 bringing Thibodeau in. Is that you know? Look, I just I see it as a disrupting factor, and it's going to hurt the Knicks from being able to analyze the plethora of other players that they have, and it might preclude them from getting. 
you know, the, the thought process is, all right, the Knicks are on the bubble of getting in the playoffs. Wouldn't it be a great thing if after all of these years, the Knicks get back in the playoffs, especially after the year that they had last year? Yes, right. absolutely right. But so you lose, you get the eighth spot, you lose three straight, you know, in the first round. I, I don't think Derrick Rose is going to get the Knicks over the hump. And I, I actually think it's this is going to be something that doesn't necessarily help this team right now. If Derrick Rose was going to come in and sit on the bench and play 22 minutes and it would allow Payton, Alfred Payton to play in quickly to, to get some more minutes, then I'd understand that. But I don't think that's the case. And I don't, I don't necessarily think this helps the Knicks win another 10 games this year. I, I just, my my – my question is, is is that necessarily the reason, though, that they brought him in? Could maybe could they maybe have brought him in just to try and help some of these young guys, to give them some seasoning, to give them some experience, to give them a learning experience? Is he that guy? I don't I mean, know. That's I mean, I'm asked, That's why I'm asking the question. I because I agree with you. I don't think this necessarily if, helps if you them brought, if you brought win. In, if you brought in Chris Paul or Andre Iguodala – or somebody like that, then yes. Okay. Uh, right. I, I agree. Derek there are much, much better a... guys that could fill that role, but yeah. Derek Rose might be. I mean, certainly he's experienced. Derek Rose is yeah. not a bad player anymore. He's he's one of those guys who could have been top 30 player of all time, but injuries have totally decimated him. He's an MVP in the league. Derek Rose is a is a is at his peak was a great player, and he's still a very good player. Sure. But he had the I don't even he had the second most points behind Peyton the other night. Uh, right. Last night. Right. So. I just and because he's gonna take he's gonna have the ball in his hand. I mean, it's 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 like anything, you know, it's it's uh he's he demands that and how that works out. Yeah, I, I, think, th- I think that's the danger is that he's tell. gonna he he's has the every possibility of disrupting what the the good things that they have done so far. But I, I just I can't I, I, you it know, doesn't, it doesn't seem like they brought him in, and this is going to get us over the hump. Maybe they're. I I, I yeah. felt when I saw the story, John, when you texted it, my first thought was, oh, they're going to bring him in to try and, you know, season give a little bit of seasoning to some of these young guys, right? At the risk of disrupting what they've done, but I guess you know they they thought that's a risk that's worth taking. That that was my first impression. I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, look, well, Austin well, Rivers. Austin Rivers didn't play. No. Nope. Kevin Knox didn't play. Gibson, who they brought in as this veteran presence, I don't think has played at all. Um, Quickly's minutes, you know, he played 21 minutes. Burks played 26. Rose came in, played 20 minutes at 14 points. He was very efficient, shot mm-hmm. five and nine. You expect that in his first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still lost. And, uh, I mean, well, but what, just, what have just, the Knicks it, done it against get blown Miami? Out. They lost by two points. So they, they lost were, by two they were, points. They were in the game, yeah. yeah what have the Knicks done against Miami this, this season? How many times? It's up and down. Played? I think they beat them twice yeah. already. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Knicks are 11. Yeah. So, look, is, is this Carmelo Anthony going to the Blazers? No. No. You know, I, I think Derrick Rose, he, he scored exactly what he's been averaging all year, 14 points. Yeah. He's, pre, he's efficient. I think he'll help right now. Is this a long-term something to build on? No. If he starts to creep into the starting lineup, I also think that his plus-minus and his ability to score is helped by him being in that second unit and playing against the, sec- the second units. Right, and if that's where he stays, I think it's fine. I think he can help with with uh, with, with that second unit and playing playing. Look, uh, the, the Knicks' entire play. second unit were in the plus. Their entire starting yeah. unit was in the negative last night. 
So it does help. But, Definitely helps. Um, um, but again, like you said, Austin Rivers didn't play. Gibson didn't play. Knox didn't play. Um, I think know. Knox is – the Knicks still need – look, Derrick Rose is a good piece. If, they, if, if he doesn't upset their ability to sign somebody else, is, is, he on a, is Rose on a one-year deal? Yeah, or did they absorb his contract? Is he, I, I, mean, he I, just, I, I believe they just took what the contract he had. So I think it's, he's got another year on it. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll right. be honest. So, you know, maybe he's around again next year. The Knicks still need one or two more players. And they're not going to get a marquee top 10 player in the league. But if they could somehow get... Do you think you're... Uh, you're uh, Victor uh, Oladipo plus, or plus something. Oladipo, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this hurts that. I don't think it hurts it. I don't think it puts the Knicks in a numbers... Cr- I mean, the Knicks have room to move this. And they have players that they could move to make that work. Right. Will they do it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, Oladipo is, I think he's on the trade block, but but who knows? He's, the Rockets are doing pretty darn good right now. This is true. This is According true. to Spot Track, uh, Rose signed a two-year deal for $15 yeah. million with the Pistons. Yeah. And Last all of the, all of that is guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. So then he's around. He's not going anywhere. No. He'll be here next year. Yeah. Um. Uh, which McCall would uh well I mean we'll see what happens you know I mean it it if it depends on what what they do with them and and uh and what they oh do. no wait I a minute think... what what season are we in 2021 right yeah, I think this is the last year of his yeah, this is the second year this is the yeah. second year this so is the second year so, so, so it's uh, he's not he's not definite for next year and it was basically split down the middle so and so that's okay seven right point seven point six million, million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um let's uh. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Let's uh, shift gears. Well, that. listen, at least the Knicks didn't lose to those Pistons last night. Uh, yeah. The Pistons are set up to be a pretty good team. Jeremy Grant signing with the Pistons has been the death knell for the Nuggets this year. And he's doubled his numbers in a bigger role in Detroit. Um. Detroit's sort of one of those teams too. They've they've spent a lot of money on aging veterans over the last year, and I think they're realizing it's not getting them anywhere, and they're trying to dump some of those contracts. Right. Well, they're six and eighteen. Yeah, which is which is only slightly worse than the Nets' record against sub five hundred teams, which is a seven and eleven this season. Seven and, and eleven. Seven eleven against sub five hundred teams. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it just and, goes to show. It just goes to show you that when you're out there not playing any defense, anybody can beat you. Well, look, they're uh, uh, they're they're blowing out Indiana. They're up by eighteen, eighteen points, yeah, eighty-two uh, in the in the fourth quarter. And the it's the usual uh, suspects here: uh, Harris with thirteen, DeAndre Jordan with twelve, Harden with seventeen, Irving with twenty-four, Timothy Luau Cabado with two. Say points. that fast five times. I can't. I can't say it fast once. <laughs> and um, Landry Shamet or Shamay, uh, about twenty minutes at this point. So, and Jeff Green about fifteen and two points for him. Although Ir- he's plus twenty five. Irving's got twenty four. Irving's got twenty four. So look, the, the Nets have problems on defense. The that's an understatement. The Harden look. The Harden trade did exactly what we all knew it was going to do. It destroyed their depth. And they also traded away um, two of their better defensive players. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with Dinwiddie getting hurt, 
that was a big hit. So now you have those big three, and next to nothing, you have Joe Harris, and not a whole lot. You got Bruce Brown plays a little bit of defense, and of course Durantis can be an excellent defensive player when he wants to be. But once you get past those big three, you got nothing. You got no defense. Well, I mean, you know, they, they should be clobbering Indiana. I mean, Indiana since they should have been clobbering the Pistons, though. Yeah, exactly. But Indiana, since the trade has not been, I mean, what are they? I don't know what they are. I mean, they they beat an inconsistent Raptors team on a back to back after losing to them. They beat they're, the they're Hornets. Hornets. They're five hundred, but they're not going to be five hundred by the end of the year because they're no longer. You know, they lost. They're arguably their best yeah, player. Yeah. Well, what I heard about the Nets today is they're. Since the Harden trade, their offensive efficiency went up by, I don't know what the, I can't remember the numbers, and their defensive defi- uh, efficiency went down. And the net was 0.2, was plus 0.2, uh, which is, I guess, right around where you'd see a 500 team, roughly, you know, average for a 500 team. Sure. And that's right where they are. They're 14 and 12 going into tonight's game. So, so basically, what you're saying is that they really haven't moved the difference of, uh, you know, scoring versus, you know. They've upped uh, their scoring. Awarded. They've upped right. their scoring and lowered their defense. Right, and lowered but, their defense. The net so result is roughly the same thing. Roughly the same but thing. They, but what they do have is they can they can sell more tickets once they can get people back they in. They can now. sell so more tickets, and look, they can score and, with anybody, but yeah. that's going to break down when you get to the playoffs and play a, a great defensive team. It's going to sure. be harder. Right. And, again, no depth. And uh, losing, you know, losing Dinwiddie and, and of course, trading away Levert. 14, um, 14 and 12 uh, right now they should be they should be 18 they should be 18 and 8 at least if not better 20 and 6 yeah uh they should yeah. be this is it, it's <laughs> ridiculous but uh you know hey we say it every week right we say it every time we talk about it you know you have nobody will... there that is interested in you the coaching staff that's interested in playing defense so yeah Although I also wanted to bring this up because I keep forgetting to mention it. Um, Karis LeVert, who I guess ended up with Cleveland, I think, in the trade. I believe so. Or wherever he went. Um, because of the physical that he underwent due to the trade, they found out he has a, he had a tumor in his back, a cancerous <clears throat> tumor in his back. It's horrible. Which was only discovered because of the extensive physical that he went through. He was not suffering any symptoms. He didn't have any pain, and this was the sort of thing that can easily spread into the organs and lymph nodes and other parts of the body. So, um, as the story goes, this trade literally may have saved his life. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. I heard the story last week, and I forgot to mention it last week uh, because they traded him and uh, Cleveland or wherever it was he went. Uh, did this extensive physical, obviously, which you know is, is what happens. You want to? Uh, he got checked out in ways that he wouldn't normally get checked out with the Nets, and like I said, didn't have any pain or any symptoms or anything. So uh, they discovered this cancerous tumor in his back, and uh, I guess you know underwent surgery to remove it and stuff, but or, or treatment, I forget. But um, yeah, it could have could have turned into something really, really bad. Um, could have been a cancer that spread throughout multiple places of his body and was discovered because he got traded. So. Fortuitous. Yes. Fortuitous. Very fortuitous. Oh, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty what amazing. Are we, what are we, halfway through the, N- the NBA season now? More or less. Yeah. Just I mean, about you know, a couple games back, a couple games away from it. I mean, who do you think, who, who, who are the, I, I think the two, sur- not surprise teams, but the two teams that are most improved 
it have to be the Sixers and the and the Jazz. Yeah, I would say. I mean, yeah. the two leaders. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, the 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 Jazz are twenty and five. Yeah, yeah, they lead the West. Yeah, they lead the whole NBA, all of the NBA, and and you know the Sixers. It seems like they're they're holding on. I mean, they're 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 playing good basketball. I still think it's going to come down to. Uh, I, I still think it's going to come down to the Nets, Sixers, and Bucks. Yeah, and I give Milwaukee a little bit of an edge, uh, just because I think there's a little bit more continuity on that team, and I think you can break down the Sixers in a playoff series. But I don't know, uh, did, the, did the Bucks have enough defense to? Yeah. Stop Embiid and Simmons. I think I think stopping Simmons is not very hard. I think the key is to stop Embiid and make Simmons beat you. And, and when it comes down to a, a, a playoff game, Simmons does not have the shooting skills that's necessary to 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 win a game and like that. I think I think the, you could say the same thing about the Bucks, which is why the Nets might have a legitimate shot at all this when it's all said and done. I yeah, still I think, think I still think the Raptors are going to put put in a, de- a better performance, and I still think at, on certain nights the Celtics can beat any of those teams. But I, I, I just I think it's it, it comes down to the West, and I still think it's going to be it's between the Lakers and the Clippers out West. But you know, this, there's well, I mean, the Lakers are only a game behind the Jazz too, They're right? And the Jazz look good. good. The Suns are playing good basketball. The the Nuggets are kind of floundering around. 500 but you know there's there's still uh, i still and and look i think the other team that's done phenomenal considering that this talent that they have are the spurs yeah you know mm-hmm. so it's been an interesting it's there's a lot of parity there's a lot of teams hovering around 500 uh yeah and then there's only, no, yeah, there's only a couple teams that are blown it yeah know, nobody, nobody's no, away at the nobody's moment. really running away with anything and mm-hmm. uh so we'll see I mean, you know, the, the the Pelicans are not dazzling anybody on a night-to-night basis. The Rockets haven't necessarily fallen off the face of the earth since losing Harden. Yeah. The Mavs aren't playing great basketball right now. I mean, we'll see. I, I still think who the favorites going into the season are still going to be the favorites at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. It looks. I mean, we'll see what. Um... What Boston does? Well, we're, 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 how many games is seventy? Sixty. Sixty. Okay, so we're at uh, what twenty five ish? Twenty twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Everybody, yeah, we're almost halfway. Yeah, and, almost halfway. They, they, and they are going to have an all star game. Well, are they? Or they is are, the league yeah. going to get? Is that a good idea or not? It doesn't. The players don't seem to think it is. No, the players don't. Everybody else canceled their all star game. Right. Well, maybe they'll do a uh, maybe they'll do a, a a virtual one with a video game now. That's right. So. Boy, just have, love, just have an old timers game. Shouldn't that be the standard the way NASCAR does? You know, the NASCAR guys race the car. I think they I think they should do that with the NBA. There's got to be a way to hook five PS fives together so that you know what I mean. Everyone could be themselves. Every individual they can play themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can all be in one game. There must be a way to do that. But then the yeah, but that would be that would that would be certainly interesting. <laughs> and then the guys that are skilled in uh, you know electronic game playing uh, versus uh, actually playing basketball have right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'll have uh, uh, let's see who would be who would be a good uh, who would be a good. Then you'll have Timothy Luwawu Cabro. 
goes for 45 right for the nets yeah i think if they can pull it off it, it would be i think it would be good to see but, I don't know. I just worry because they, look, they're going to be together, and then they're going to go back to where they were. Right. But how is and that? Really, I mean, it's, yeah, the potential for it being a disaster is there. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So why not just skip it? I think they should skip it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, think, ends, I think they. If will. it ends up derailing, yeah, no, you're right. The season you're or right. part of the season, eh, I don't, it's yeah. just not, just not worth it's it. It's not worth it at all. What are they getting from it? You know, no. so well, they get money, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> You're not, the, answer not, to, the answer to all your certainly questions not going to do the, Yeah, I know, but they're certainly not going to do the night before. They're not going to have the slam dunk competition, right? They're not going to do that. No. Um, and it'll be the all-star it, game. You know, it'll be some endorsements. There'll be whatever advertising money they get from it. But that's it. It's going to be that one hit. You know, and it's not as much as you – I, I think down. they make more money the night before than they do in the actual game. And they're Probably. Not do that. Probably. So. Yeah, we'll but, see. We'll, we'll play it by ear. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I don't think it should be. Uh, I don't think they should do it, and I, I, when it comes down to it, I don't think they're gonna. I think it'll be uh, it'll be scrubbed. So there you go. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, quick uh, NHL uh, um, information: uh, the uh, the uh, Rangers game is uh, final. The uh, Bruins beat the Rangers. Um, so now the uh, uh, and Toronto and uh, Montreal are the only other Maple Leafs and Canadians are the only other game playing right now. Uh, in the third, Toronto's leading Montreal by one, three to two. Um, I don't, uh, I don't see much improvement, uh, you know. But uh, the Rangers are now four, four, five, and uh, four, five, and three. Um, Boston's running away with uh, the East, nine and one. Um, and Harris, let's see how your Avalanche is uh, playing out there. It's how they doing? Avalanche. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one other note from the NBA is, I guess, uh, eleven and seven. They're, uh, they're gonna, three, the, the Avalanche are predicted to win their division this year. Yeah, Vegas is uh, Vegas is a game and a half in front of them. Go Golden Knights! There you go. I mean, this could be yet another Tampa Bay championship. I don't know. It could be. You're absolutely right. It could be. I mean, Tampa is uh, tied. It's got well, they're nine and one too. Nine one and one. Um, you know, as is uh, Boston's nine one and two. So, they yeah, need... Boston looks good, and the Flyers aren't all that shabby either right now. I mean, no. they're only one win behind, although they have two two more losses. Maple Leafs have the most points. Maple Leafs have twenty one points. They have the most points. So, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. This 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 season is obviously much shorter as well. So, uh, we'll see how that all plays out. So that should um, help the Dodgers. That should help the Dodgers. Uh, sweep uh, the Stanley Cup. I, I mean, it, 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 you have to sort of pull for the people Leafs. I mean, I'm talking about a franchise that's been waiting a long time. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> do we do we love the uh, divisions being named? The corporate naming of the divisions. I don't believe that. How much, I wonder how much how much does it cost to be the Mass Mutual Eastern Division of the <laughs> NHL or the Honda West Division? The Honda West Division is great. Or the Scotia win. North, right? That's what got all only the Canadian teams in it, right? How many so hockey teams Canadian. are in California now? Is it just two? Three. Uh, L.A., it's San three. Jose. Anaheim. Anaheim. Jesus. That's it. That's it. It, it, it's no, amazing. 
A, how many hockey teams there are, and B, where there are, where they are. But yeah, it's 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 <laughs> uh, it's all seven Canadian teams are in the north. It's just yeah, the, uh, it's just the Canadian teams in the north. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say uh, one other thing about basketball is I guess the Knicks and the Nets are both gonna have fans in the stands in a couple of weeks, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. New 23rd. York opened up. New York opened up strict so, guidelines, uh, but two weeks they can they can put fans in the stands. Yeah, so it's gonna be ten percent of capacity, roughly. We'll see how that goes. Yep. I think it's you a know, mistake. But... One one of the downsides of the Knicks being mediocre this year, as opposed to just completely horrible, is that the only way you're going to get rid of Dolan is by attendance going down dramatically, and obviously COVID did that. But what you know, you're still going to have all the same yahoos going to see the Knicks. Well, that's just it. If you had to make a bet, which you bet it's going to be roughly two thousand fans. Mm-hmm. It could be at the Garden. Yeah, How so, many nights will they have two thousand fans? Probably all of them. Well, I mean, Spike's not happy with the Knicks right now, so I mean, Spike, Spike, well, that's, but that's yeah. reason for some of those yahoos to go. Well, <laughs> right? they, no, I mean, some of them are going to see Spike. They're not going to watch the Knicks. No, my, but they're. My, but my point be being is that, that he's, he's the most he's in, not. No, I don't think so. I think he's the most influential fan across, in New York. Across in New York, among or, certain communities, yes. Amongst Knicks fans, I mean, he—he's the only person who would be able to lead a boycott of going to Madison Square Garden to to force a change in ownership, and it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, who knows? But yeah, I think yeah. Dolan would be more apt to sell the Knicks if he didn't own the Rangers too. Right? You know, he owns the Rangers, and they—they they do decent. You know, and he's not losing money. He's not no, losing but, money but, with either of them. No, yeah. no matter what the Knicks do, the house is full every night. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So they'll probably be the same. They'll probably have their 2,000. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And he just, well, he's got the Magic 8 ball, so like we uh, heard in the yeah. morning, so. Yeah. <laughs> he can, uh, he's, 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 a cancer. That. he's a cancer for basketball in New York. The fact that we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets more than the New York Knicks is just. It's a shame, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really sucks. Well, but that's only because they're players. <laughs> it's only because they have three of the you know, top only, caliber players on the team. Well, and the reason why they have top caliber players and that went there and not to the Knicks is because of the ownership for the Knicks. Exactly. I mean, that, you think back two years ago, right? I mean, it was it was almost everybody's mind was saying, oh, Durant and, and Irving are coming to the Knicks. Right. Coming to the Knicks, coming to the Knicks. In the 11th hour, boom, they're in Brooklyn. You know? I don't think anybody ever – I mean, Kyrie would have been – would have. I mean – Thank God we didn't get Kyrie. Although Kyrie's a great player, I don't think you build it. He's he's a piece of a puzzle, and he's well fit with Harden and Durant next to him. But he's not. You don't build an entire team around him, right? Um, yeah, and, and Durant knew where he was going the whole time. There, there was no, there wasn't a chance in hell Durant was coming to the Knicks, right? right. So, oh yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, Stephen yeah. A. Sorry, Stephen A. So. Well, it's it's just it's too bad because it's you know I mean you think about historically the top franchises in the NBA and of course you think about the Celtics and you think about the Lakers and think about the Bulls but the Knicks are right there sure and um, it's been a long time since they've won a championship and uh, it's going to be a long time coming before they're even close to accomplishing that again. And it's almost, it's almost as long a drought as the Jets have. And yeah, it, seem, it seems it seems like 
they've obviously been upstaged in their own city as far as who the number one team is. Now that's fine. I'm not wishing ill on, on the Nets. I yeah. I think that's great. It's just that it should never be that way. It should never be that way. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't and I think the greatest danger with that is that as the the longer it goes on, you've got young players who don't look at New York as a marquee destination. Exactly. We're a generation removed now. Yeah. From, from the Garden and the Knicks being, you know, when was the last time the Garden was part of a, of a, of a continued playoff story? It hasn't. Right. Hasn't yeah. been that way for an but entire it, generation now. Yeah. Right. And and even, you know, the lure of Manhattan is you not go back something well over 20 years, well, yeah, especially just, now. Yeah. Doesn't hold that same kind of sway for these young players. No. They're like, yeah. yeah, New York, whatever, but Brooklyn is the place to be, right? It's, right. You know, well, it's been right. gentrified, and, and well, I, I, you know, I mean, how many of them live in Brooklyn? They probably live in Manhattan or live in Westchester, and I don't know, but I don't but think Durant picked Brooklyn over Manhattan because you know he, he wanted they have more kombucha bars. I think he picked it. Brooklyn has certainly raised the game. Brooklyn parts of Brooklyn are more expensive than Manhattan, but. Yeah. That doesn't matter to him. You get but my point is in Brooklyn, you get the best and that you get a more progressive team without a without a jacket. It's, it's about the ownership. Yeah. Right. But you still get all the benefits of Manhattan. It's right across right. the river. Exactly. So you still get all you know, whatever of the, the nightlife and the beauty and the majesty yeah. and right. the reputation of the city is all right there. You just don't have to live there if you don't want to. Right. Right. Exactly. But I mean the, the no, lore of the allure of of New York to, for basketball should never have been dimmed. I mean, that's, that's it has it, it has it has. I don't think it needs to. It's, it it has, and um, yeah, I mean, it can change again. But if your biggest move in the off season is getting a seventy five year old Derrick Rose to come back, that's you know. Did he turn seventy five yet? Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah, next year seventy five. June birthday. He's, and he's he's an old seventy four. He turned right. seventy five in the playoffs. That's right, during the playoffs. <laughs> Again, I like Derrick Rose. I just this is not what makes you know. It's, this isn't exciting. Yeah, it, it is a little bit of a baffling move. Yeah, it, it's it's baffling. I, at, I least not, at least the Knicks right. doing something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Although you could, although you could say just let this current group play and let Thibodeau do what he's going to do and see how they develop. Thibodeau can take take a horrible team and make them close to 500. Right. And, and, but give them a whole season and then you'll have a, you should have a much better idea of really what holes they need to fill. And you can then look at what players are going to. And and then you also have players who, if they are valuable assets in a trade, they have their stock goes up because they're playing more and hopefully their production goes up. So, Kevin Knox, who was a first round pick, doesn't play half the time. So, you know, you got a lot of you, you got guys who are going to demand who are being paid, uh, you know, money to, and you wasted big picks on them to, to not play basketball. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, they're not horrible, but they're going to be they're probably going to be 10, 15 games under 500. And uh, and that's okay. That's a big improvement from last it's year. It's a huge improvement. Yeah, huge we improvement. Really huge improvement. Shouldn't set the bar too high to begin with. No, but we shouldn't. Much like the New York Giants, we shouldn't be talking about accepting. This is the New York Knicks. We've been accepting horrific 
performances by this team for way too long. And it's not going to change until the ownership changes and somebody comes in and says, you know what? I'm going to get people here. I am going to convince X free agent who's the top free agent that this is the place to come to play. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We will see what happens with that. Uh, I hope that some of those moves can start, you know, sooner than later. But, uh, you know, it would be nice to get the Knicks back to that level that they used to be at and were at for perennial, perennially every year. I mean, look, if the Knicks, if, if, if getting Derrick Rose and maybe one other player here or there can get them into the playoffs, then that's great. That's a big, 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 and it big also gets some of these young, young players some, some playoffs. You know, what it, you know what it does? It puts them on television in the playoffs and people start to watch basketball. There you go. That's what it does. It puts them on – it it, it, it – it, puts the Knicks back into the national spotlight and and that's what they need and they haven't been in the national spotlight since Jeremy Lin oh well, yeah insanity although <laughs> there's talk of Jeremy Lin coming back to in the NBA I, yeah. I doubt it would be with the Knicks but he had those great three games <laughs> he was uh, a was, very very pleasant four, distraction. four games insanity four games that's right four games that's right Lin sanity yes right there. that's right uh, he we'll was see. he was the he was the Daniel Jones of the Knicks. <laughs> Daniel Jones of the Knicks. Oh man, didn't quite cost him as much. Not not really. No. So, all right. Well, I mean, we'll see how that, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, we're we're approaching halfway through. By the time uh, next week's podcast happens, we'll be halfway through the season. So, we'll uh, or just about uh, maybe a game be a game shy of halfway through the season, but we'll see. We'll know we're... exactly the same amount then as we know. We'll now, know. We'll know exactly what we know now then. So <laughs> maybe a little bit more. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see. You'll have to tune back in to find out that. So, all right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this show up for today. Then, uh, we want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L A G E R R O M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 7.30. And for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great rest of the week. Have a wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Cheers. Ciao. Peace.